Hey, John. Hey, Allie. I'm happy to be back. Uh, in many ways, we never left. This is this is this very couch. Cool. This couch has for yes. three, four months. That's a good point. I was gonna say though, um, as I was taking a shower today, I was thinking about this movie, and it occurred to me. I wonder if Gary Marshall was really pissed that he had to name his movie Pretty Woman. Welcome to A Match Made in Space. I'm Allie Goodman. I'm John Walter. And we are a married couple showing each other the 80s movies of our childhood. Eventually. Uh, right? It's uh, It's been a while. It's been a while. You know, it, the funny thing is, when you're locked down and not going anywhere, you think, what a great time to really crank out a bunch of podcasts because mm. you got nothing better to do. But it turns out, you kind of, when you got two kids that can't leave the house either, you don't really have a lot of time to do this. This is the first of what is probably going to be five days of recording this if we get interrupted. Yeah. Uh, For realsies. It took us five days to watch the movie and then Record the movie. to get into recording for this. Yeah. Uh, and the movie that we did... Oh, yeah, we should probably tell them that, wouldn't it? 1988's Working, Working Girl, Girl. Directed by Mike Nichols, who I knew directed a lot of things, but so I just good. realized directed a shitload of things. Yeah, he's amazing. He's got a huge filmography. And... Theatography. 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 Dramatography. Dramatography. That's not a word. That's not, but it should be. I tell you as a dramaturg, that is a word. <laughs> For some reason. That, um, but it's that murder a word. Murder most foul. <laughs> Say it with a D. Uh, uh, yes, uh, name checking a non-syndicated ballpoint pen drawn comic strip <laughs> by, made by me over a decade ago uh that if you found online it means you know me already yes this <laughs> so, is true um, but anyway uh yeah we did working girl 1988 film uh you know starring melanie griffith harrison ford sigourney weaver by the way melanie griffith the, the star of the movie got like third billing this. as she should have well yeah i mean but it's kind of sad because you know like she got the same level of billing that uh you know what's her name uh sloth eye um shannon doherty I uh, got for uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, and she was barely in the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and a child. And a child. Yeah, <laughs> and a literal child. So, um, so, yeah, um, anyway, let, let's uh, remember what we actually do right now. Before we get into my misconceptions about this movie, the first thing we do in it's a tradition here is when I throw you under the bus yeah. and make you pitch for this while Ugh. I think of one because Ugh. I have nothing. You have nothing. Uh, unless you've got a funny one that can oh, top me. God, I don't. You forgot we do this. Didn't no, you? I didn't forget. I just didn't plan for it and I, I should never have. planned for it which is stupid this is why our podcast is not on like an affiliated network with lots of sponsors you, you mean why we're not like the flop house or <laughs> ma bim bam or really anything anything, anything. <laughs> we're true. we're you know like uh, you know we, we, we could be the next apocryphals I could be telling you about the bible but instead <laughs> what are we doing we're talking about movies like the, the 10,000th movie podcast we're not even a bad movie podcast no. we're just a talk about uh, movies. We're talking about the movies. And we don't review kind of them, really. We no. just sort of recap we tell, them. We tell the stories, and then we, we kind of anyway. Uh, okay, not bad. Tell me what this movie. Uh, what, what's your elevator pitch for this movie? Okay, so a remember that elevator rides are short. Yeah, so a mostly 
I guess, in some circles, sexy woman mm-hmm. ha- uh, with a fake New York accent mm-hmm. um, does things and rises to the top by lying and cheating. But we love her, sort of. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Right. That sounds so bad. Yeah, no, no, that's good. That that's like good. The worst movie no, I'm ever. not buying your movie. I'm not buying your movie. I don't blame you. I'm I wouldn't right, buy you want, it either. All right, all right, I'm, I'm done. I've got shitty it. Movie. All right, all right. Okay. Okay. It's like trading places on the Staten Island ferry. Okay. See, it's a pitch. See, that's a that's a one sentence thing. No, it's it's you know how in Shakespeare the way like people pretend to be other people and then it all turns out well in the end. It's like that. Except Sigourney Weaver is Malvolio. <laughs> there. Uh, yes. Dramaturgy. With her bony ass. All right. So, Man, um, this movie. How dare this movie treat Sigourney Weaver so bad? <laughs> how dare this movie treat Dana Barrett and Ripley. What's her last? No, Ripley's. Elaine Ripley, I think is, is her it? name. I think. Maybe I'm not. You might name. be right. I can't remember. Ripley. She's I, Ripley. Yeah, she's Ripley. She will always be Ripley. Okay, can, can you. Can we talk about how good she looks in gray always? Can we just <laughs> talk about how good she looks always? Yes, but um, anyway, um, enough, enough about my my beloved giantess. Yeah, she's, um, she's, she's large. Yes. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, going in, I, I want to talk one thing about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess we could spend an hour talking about COVID instead of the movie. Oh, but my God. Instead, yes. let's talk about this. One thing about this movie is my misconception about this movie for many <laughs> many years and I had no idea what you're gonna say in that cold mm-hmm, open mm-hmm. um because I and I never told you this but I know we years, didn't talk about it for years I didn't know I, I mean I knew this was a movie I knew it was like Melanie Griffith's big breakthrough like and kind of her only super huge movie she kind of like had a career for a few years after this and then just sort of petered out yeah but I mean, she's around, but she's not really like a megastar. No, yeah. For like four or five years, she was big. Yeah. You know, um, but um, like, I never saw this movie, and for years, this movie would be on like Comedy Central and other things, and like the commercials for it, they, they'd be like listing the movies that are on here, and they'd oh, list yeah. a few rando movies. You know, how to get ahead in advertising. Yeah. Why am I? That's a bad Pin Gillette impression because it was always Pin Gillette who said these. Yeah. <laughs> you know, on those on those uh, on the bumpers, but they would say Working Girl, and it would always be the shot of her in like black lingerie, which appears more than once in this movie. Yes. I assumed it was something about a prostitute sneaking into like. A corporate piece of power, but she's not a prostitute at all. No. She's just a hardworking, like, like long-term temp, I guess, or something. She's a secretary that just keeps having to bounce from you yeah, know, from position to position. position. Because Although she... it's really unclear in this movie because it feels like she just she's like works for a temp agency that only sends her to the same company because it seems like they're all they're always she's always working she's with always the same working people. She's always working with the same type of people. It's well, no, it's same... literally the same. Per- she tries to avoid the guy from the beginning, even though no. she had left that job. That was at a part. That was at a corporate party. Yeah, I know, but yeah. the, the fact is, he's working for the same corporate group. Not necessarily. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No, necessarily. It was. Yeah, obviously the, and... the movie is the movie is not clear in that. That okay. is very unclear. All right. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, it's this movie has a hell of a cast. Sure. This movie, like, uh, aside does. aside from uh, you know all the uh, the big names I'm opening because I can't remember all the hell so of the cast. You got There's, Melanie. Uh, you, yeah, well, yeah. You got the Griffiths. Uh, weakest part of the part of the cast. Yes. Yep. Um, you have uh, Harrison Ford. You got Sigourney Weaver. You have a young Alec Baldwin. This is like pre Beetlejuice. Alec yeah. Baldwin. Yeah. Like this, I, I I'm sure he did movies earlier than this, but not me. He and 
we've just been rewatching Thirty Rock. You know, the blackface <laughs> scenes really hold up, actually. And <laughs> no, and uh, but um, and the transphobia in the early episodes sure is great. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, on the whole, it's still a very funny show. And good God, Alec Baldwin was so thin. Like I'm used to like the sort of plump sausage Alec Baldwin, the Alec Baldwin that's kind of built like me instead of the Alec Baldwin built like me in college. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I just saw a picture of me from 1997 on stage. Uh, where you I were was, a waif. I was a waif in a, in a white beater. A waif beater. A waif beater. An A-line shirt. That is a gross term <laughs> for it. such a gross term for it, man. An Italian tee. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, wait. See, it's okay to make Formal fun of Italian. Formal wear. It's okay. I can make fun of Italian. Formal wear I'm for Italians, yeah, right? Yes. <laughs> Yes, it's a, yes, it's a, it's an Italian tuxedo. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Who am I kidding? The Italians dress nice. Tuxedos are an Italian thing. That probably is true. Yeah, no, you're <laughs> yeah, right. So, um, anyway, enough, enough attacking Italians for no reason. Enough of my 19th century nativism. Now to attack the Irish. No, um, then also you got, uh, you got Joan Cusack. Uh, you know, still riding high from whatever she was doing in the mid 80s. Like. No, she was in Revenge of the Nerds. She no, was in, she was in um, um, uh, 16, Candles Sixteen Candles and a couple of other things. Yeah, yeah. she was early in her career. Um, there was a time when she and John were almost the same level of fame. Yep. You know, but uh, history chose the wrong Cusack. <laughs> <laughs> no, John's fine as an actor. He's a good actor. He's not I, love, I love Joan, but I love Joan Cusack. Joan, uh, but it has, it has Nora Dunn, uh, who was at this time just a, probably just about to start SNL. Yeah. You know, and uh, Oliver Platt. Yeah. A young, a young, fairly thin, although still round-faced yeah. Oliver Platt. Yeah. Um, Olympia Dukakis. Olympia Dukakis a in a cameo. small role. Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Playing a creep. <laughs> I mean, it's actually the most perfectly cast yeah. role for him. You got uh, a small appearance by Amy Aquino. Aquino. Aquino, how that's pronounced? Yeah. yeah. Amy Aquino. Uh, you got, and you got uh, Giant Spider Invasions, Robert Easton. Yes, you did. The, like, I, I was the Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the camera meme from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that you see on the internet whenever Robert, when, when I saw his name in the credits, I like sat up. I'm like, oh my God, it's the hillbilly in long underwear from Giant Spider Invasion. <laughs> yes. Uh, Robert Easton actually it was a, did a lot of work as like a dialect coach and things like that. He used to go on The Tonight Show in like the 60s and 70s and do like various dialect voices so he actually like so like he, he usually uh, i've noticed he tends to play hillbillies and weird southerners yeah. even though i think like he might actually not be from the south um but anyway i didn't look it up oh and david duchovny has a small role in this he as uh, one of Ooh. tessa's birthday party friends oh. and ricky lake is a bridesmaid yes we saw ricky lake and it's oh, also wait. a bit of a 30 wait. rock reunion wait wait can we can we have the should we do it now or should we tell them about the moment? No, I think we do it now because I'm gonna okay. forget later and then we're gonna so, be annoyed. So there's a there's a scene where they're at a wedding and one of the bridesmaids is dancing. Yeah, it with, doesn't really matter. We don't need to give that. We'll get the context when we yeah. get to that actual. Anyway, scene. one of the but but there's a split second, second and I was looking down writing a note and Allie goes wait 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 and stops and rewinds the movie and as we go up I look up as we play the scene again and I immediately said is that Kathy fucking Geis? Yes. Yeah, so we've just been rewatching Thirty Rock, and a very young, like twenty-something, Kathy Geis. Well, that's not her name. I mean, well, that's, no, the, the actor. that's the cat. The actor character's whose name. name is something. Mar. Uh, Margo. Marjorie. Mar. 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 Something who you got or something. Yeah, we could have looked this up. We should have. We could have. Because this is rude. Instead, I thought I wrote it down. No, you didn't. Well, maybe you did. I don't know. Yeah, you weren't in my notes. What do you know? I don't know anything. You don't know much. Do. Kathy fucking, Ma, there it is. See? Marceline Hugot. Hugo. Hugo. I think Hugo it's, or Hugot. Hugo. Hugo. <laughs> I don't know. It's H-U-G-O-T. Yeah, whatever. Hug, hug over time. 
All right, um, let's um let's get, let's yeah. get into this movie. Let's get into this movie. So this movie begins. Well, first of all, I, I, I'm sure it's clear that I showed you this movie. Oh yes, just yes, wanted to make sure that that was like yeah. clear. So, but this movie begins in the most 1980s comedy way possible, with like a sweeping shot of New York and the Statue of Liberty, with the most boomer song in the history of. <laughs> Boomer asked motherfucking songs. Allie and I uh, have very strong differing opinions on the quality of this song. This song, this is Carly Simon's, uh, what is it called? She won an Oscar for it. Yeah, she, yeah. From a bunch of fucking dumbass boomers and olds. Let the River Run. Let the River Run, which it sounds like the worst outtake from Paul Simon's Graceland, which came out around the same time. It was that late 80s thing where 70s singer-songwriters really fell in love with like world music and gospel sounds and it's oh my god it's so oh it's terrible and indulgent and garbagey i hate this song i hated this song like ali hated cobra Mm. this song is cobra as covered by jd salinger oh god Using bad. a kazoo Ugh. in my brain. Ugh, that's Actually, bad. I like kazoos. I'm not going to badmouth the kazoo. Yeah, this song, but I, I, I could not stand this song. It is the most boomer nonsense, you know. And you got the, this. But yeah, it's, it's it's by Carly Simon, who like gets credit with music in the mo- for the movie. Although that's the only song I really noticed her on. Yeah. So maybe she might have given lyrics, or maybe it's just one of those things where it's like there wasn't a whole lot of other music in yeah. this. I mean, they kept were, bringing the well, theme they, were, in. They, they had Lady in Red randomly on this movie, which I thought might have been like for on the soundtrack of this originally, but no, Lady in Red came out like two years before this movie, so it just happened to be on the soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> like it, like you know, Lady in Red. Yeah, please keep singing. By the way, for for some strange reason, I had like a mental brain like implosion when we were watching this, and for some reason, I thought I was like, is this? Is this oh, uh, Brian Ferry from Roxy <laughs> Music? Like, no, it is absolutely not. It's no. just what's his fuck who did Ray, uh, that I can't even remember the name of who did Lady in Red. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> but like he had the vibrato going on. Uh, so like, this so, is an embarrassing. And what I thought was this is a really embarrassingly bad song. I feel bad for Brian Ferry for. Oh no, it's not Brian Ferry. Thank God, it's just a guy <laughs> using vibrato. <laughs> so. Um, oh my God, Joe Cusack was nominated for an Academy Award. As was Melanie Griffith. <laughs> Not worthy. Yeah, um, not worthy. Yeah, we, we, we might want to get, like, you know what, before we get too deep into this, we might want to uh, get into the gorilla in the room, which is neither of us think that Melanie Griffith is a very good actor at all. And she definitely is not a good actor in this movie. Yeah, she's very not good. It's, um, it, but despite her, there's good stuff about this movie. So anyway, yeah, yeah. There, But anyway, going back, um, like, so we, we begin this intro, and we also cut through some of the biggest hair. Yes. You will see. Yes. It's it, very like, 80s. Like, it is, up here. you know, like, it, they're, honest to God, like, the movie Shag. <laughs> like, fucking, uh, what's the Ricky Lake movie? Oh, uh, Hairspray. Hairspray had smaller hair. Yeah. Than this it's movie. True. This movie should have just been a musical called Moose. There was a, there was a working girl musical, wasn't there? I bet there no. was. I bet there was. I there was a it. working girl no, there show. was a mu- no, no, no. There was going to be a musical, at, yeah. at, like, at, like in two, as of 2017, it was in the works, and I think it got canceled. Originally, I think Cindy Lauper was going to write songs for it. Well, uh, I didn't hear about any of that. Yeah, no, it, like, yeah, it's. It, but I think, Where I think, was it, I? I think even long before, long before the the pandemic, so, it was already like moved to the back burner. You so know. what what we're watching here is basically um, it's Staten Island. They're taking the ferry. 
it's um, Melanie Griffith and her best friend, Joan Cusack. And the music is playing over this, so we're not hearing them talk really. Right. But you see a moment where uh, Joan hands her a, a cupcake to blow out her candle because clearly it's her birthday. And, she, you know, there's like a little bit of like conversation about how she has to show up at her house later because, you know, they're, they're going to celebrate or something. But they're walking into their job. So you know that they work in the same location, at least at this yeah. point. And it's, it's a very... The job is a very 1980s office environment. Yes. It's super, everything's really frenetic and to a level it's, that like, I've worked a lot like of a boiler room. Job. Yeah, it's very much like a boiler room, but not because it's like more like the clerical uh, yeah. side of things. Yeah. And it's something to do with finance and the market. And yeah, something because to they do, have the, the. Yeah, they have the stock tickers yeah. and everything. And like, it, it's, you know, and it's just, uh, yeah. It's, anyway, it's so, so gross. She walks in and basically they're in like what would be considered now like um, if you took out the what the carols of people's you know uh cubicles and just had like everybody in the middle of the room that's basically how well, it's like all, an open plan office yeah, with open like plan, with yeah. like it had the half cubicles like a like a like a receptionist type yes cubicle. exactly like everyone's in. And, and so you know because because you know people didn't really work as deeply on like computer projects then right. and there wasn't a lot of like email so right. like you needed like a lot more communication in offices yeah. then but it was still like it was very hectic yes. at a level like it's like that nine to five hectic yes you know like the movie nine to five yeah. uh you know like where it's just like like maybe offices were this hectic once but i feel like they probably weren't yeah you know, like actually, it was, it was like, great, and it was, and this was the what you don't really have anymore, where like like the secretarial pool, right? Kind of really, because right. it was like it's almost all women in that area. Uh, well, in the beginning, no, and in the beginning, there's also some. She's working with some guys too. Yes, um, Oliver Platt and whatever that and other that dude other was. dude who's like who's in the movie more than once, yeah. but I can't remember, I can't remember the actor's name. name. It he, doesn't matter. He's one of those that guys. Yeah. He's got like kind of a weird long face, and he's tall. Kind of, he kind of looks like Prince Spiner, but he's not Prince Spiner. Yeah, you know. So he um, so they, they're there, and basically the two guys, um, obviously they you know they've become friendly. She seems to be somebody who, when she gets into her job, she becomes friendly with the people around her, and she keeps trying to uh, get this. And it's not a promotion. She like wants to get. Uh, into some school. Yeah, yeah, it's like a mentoring program. It's a mentoring program. And, 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 and she's apparently like working at home, like been like going to school at night. Yes. Get, so she's actually got a bachelor's degree, I think, yeah. at this point. Yes. Like she obviously did not go to college originally and she's gone to night school to get right. a bachelor's degree. But and she's, so she's, and she's like always like, She's, she's hustling. Yeah, and it's it's that very 1980s thing of just work having an intrinsic value that oh, man. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that I'm so glad the pandemic has taught us that it doesn't. Yeah. Um so she uh so she basically asks the the Oliver Platt and the other dude who I, I I'm going to just assume that they are at a higher level than her. I think yeah, I, you know what? I don't know that they're much higher as a level. They do tell her a few things, but like I I feel like they're sitting right by her. In a way that makes me think the only reason that they are at a higher level than her is that they, uh, you know, are men. Yeah. I, I think that's kind of the, because they're talking about like, like they, like they, like, like she gets passed up for the, this mentor program that right. she's shooting for. And one of them like tries to hook her up with, like they're like, like they say they're giving her a connection to like this like person who can help them out. This, uh, I can't remember the name of the guys. Uh, but it's technically Kevin Spacey. Yeah. And so, um, and so she, um, he, they're like, no, we have a meeting with you. And she's like, is this a real legit thing? And he's like, yep, she, he's really looking for an assistant. We, we recommended you because you're the first person we think of, you know, for any of these like great opportunities. And so she goes to meet with him mm-hmm. and it turns out that 
And, oh, and and, and and at some point you actually uh, see Alec Baldwin. Yeah, we'll get to that. Well, well no, he gets before that. There, yes, I know, a, but I just want to get yeah, to the end yeah, of this yeah, um, yeah. part of this. So anyway, so she ends up in you know meeting with him the next morning, and when she's in there, um, she's she, he like picks her up in his limo, and she's in the back with him, and he's he's doing coke, doing coke, and, and he's, he's like very sleazy, and, and he's he like very coked up, and and it's very obvious he's trying to have sex with her, and yeah, it's it's, it's she basically pulls and over, and she she ends up yeah just getting out of the thing, and then and then the next day. Uh, she goes in and she go- goes on the ticker and like yeah. apparently part of her job is to add things to the ticker yeah. and she uh, what it, like she, uh, she wrote let me see if I wrote down what she wrote no, oh she, yeah she wrote she calls him a sleazoid pimp or something yeah Lutz is a sleazoid pimp Lutz that was yeah. his name yeah, Lutz, Lutz is a yes sleazoid uh, another 30 Rock reference yes, in this movie right that's there. rife with 30, 30 Rock, rock references 30, 30 Rock um, so yeah so um, so she basically leaves and ends up having to go and before we go uh, to that yeah just, we'll pack yeah, it up just to go back she like you see that she's at like some some event like oh she's walking home from the ferry that that's right with and her, she goes she goes with, to to, to June Cusack, Cusack's house yeah but she's with Alec Baldwin yes like they're walking they're walking walking home from the ferry yes. with like a pizza and it's yeah. like you know that's where you learn like she's dating a guy named Mick who's Alec Baldwin and, and, and like and yes. a- Alec Baldwin's like kind of a he's 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 playing more of a dirtbag than he normally plays yeah. in this era you know like like Alec Baldwin in the 80s and early 90s tended to play one of two characters either kind of a successful like professional type or or a ghost those are the two roles that Alec Baldwin would really play, um, you know, in, in that in that day and age. Um, what's funny is Alec Baldwin for me uh, um, first became famous, and it's, it's kind of ironic because I cannot stand uh, what he ended up being on SNL. But like Alec Baldwin in the late '80s, early '90s, like I didn't see that many movies that Alec Baldwin was in. Then I, I saw Beetlejuice in high school, not in the '80s. I saw it in like early '90s, and yeah. I I saw Hunt for Red October was the first movie I saw him in. But like in the '80s. I knew him as, hey, he's that guy who occasionally hosts SNL who's really funny, and I don't know what, and he actually was great on SNL, like, yeah. for the first few, like, like he he's one was, of the best was a great, like, like honest to God, I kind of wish he hadn't kind of gone whole hog on that Trump impression that isn't very good. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, he, and I kind of wish he wasn't an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> um, because. His politics are great. His asshole is asshole. Yeah, like, I, yeah, he's kind of a dick. His but, asshole uh, is asshole. But, like, but it, anyway, he's very talented. And yes. there, there's definitely scenes between him and Melanie Griffith where he is acting rings Oh, it's so clear. It's, it's almost embarrassing. Like, it's, it's, it's weird because I feel like Kevin, not Kevin, Harrison Ford. Let's call him Kevin Ford. Who is? I don't know anyone named Kevin Ford. Oh, so you're probably mixing up Kevin Spacey and Harrison. Yeah, maybe, Ford. maybe. Like Harrison Ford, I feel like kind of plays down. Yeah. To her level. Yeah. Because I think Ford is someone. Uh, Ford is like water. He will flow to the lowest point possible. <laughs> <laughs> like I love Ford, but like he will work to the level that you make him work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, like and he's got enough natural charm that he can get away with it. Yes. Uh, but um, there's definitely there's definitely scenes where when, like like I don't feel like Ford was blowing her out of the water. Ford was just quietly being charismatic. Yes. But Baldwin was like, Nah, dude, I'm gonna act. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Do my job. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm gonna do my job whether you do yours or not. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, but anyway, so. Um, they show up to her house and, you know, they, they wish her happy birthday and blah, blah, blah. Oh, and like, and you know. Anyway, she quits her job or storms out. She, she, she types it up and storms out of the place. And you cut to Olympia Dukakis. Yes. Um, who I, I, have I told the pig fish story? Uh, on here? I think you may have, but you can tell it again. Uh, no, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to tell it again if it's a, you know. Tell it. All right. For well, those of you who missed it the first time. For those time. of you, I couldn't remember if I told it. I, has Olympia Dukakis been in a movie of ours? Um, uh, 
I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, in the in the 90s, I was in a coffee shop that I was a regular at, and I was wearing a shirt for the band Pigface, which uh, for their it was the cover of their album Fook F O O K. If you Google vintage pig face Fook shirt, you can find it um, <laughs> on like what it looks like. It's these horrible sausage babies. It, by the way, uh, my shirt, if it wasn't in ratty condition, I could sell for like three or four hundred dollars. But um, I was wearing this this pig face shirt. It's an industrial band. Um, uh, Martin Atkins, who used to drum for Public Image Limited. See, I'm going to just no, I'm just kidding. No, anyway, um, I was wearing this pig face shirt and this very nice, this very nice, uh, you know, late middle aged older woman, uh, you know, like was like, I'm sorry. What what is pig face? And I said, well, they're well, they're they're an industrial band, uh, you know. Like, and I don't know who this woman is. This is just a random person talking to me in a coffee shop while I'm trying to drink my coffee. And I'm being polite because she's being very nice. And she's like, what's industrial music? And so I, I go into this whole <laughs> description of what industrial music is. I'm like, oh, you know, it developed kind of it developed out of like it was an arty kind of thing. It had elements of punk and post-punk. Uh, I don't think I used the term post-punk in 1990, whatever it was. Uh, you know, like, but, uh, you know, it's like, you know, like, but like there's a lot of like heavy percussion and like it sounds like factory noise almost. A lot of the musicians use non-traditional instruments like, you know, jackhammers and construction equipment and electricity and electric things, you know. And, you know, she's very nice and polite. And then after she left, the owner of the coffee shop came up to me and said, uh, you know, you know, Jonathan, you, you, you do know that was Olympia Dukakis you were talking to, right? <laughs> I was like, no. But so uh, my, my, my brush with fame is I explained industrial music to uh, Olympia Dukakis. Such a good story. I love that story. Um, so good. So when he, it, I think she's underused in this movie. No, she's barely she's in it. She's like barely in it. She's like a cam. She literally well, this, has this a cam. This is before. This is when Mike was just governor. So her cousin. <laughs> and, yeah, we have talked about Olympia Dukakis before because I called. I know in an early episode I accidentally said her husband when I meant to say her cousin. Oh my god. I called him her husband. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but that that was Kitty Dukakis. Yes. Who was the person who had yeah. to go check into Betty Ford? Yes. Because she was like drinking perfume or some shit. <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, she was she was a very bad alcoholic. Oh. Uh, you know, like 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 I don't know if she's actually drinking perfume, but she she it had a bad. very severe alcohol problem yeah. and had to check into rehab. Oh, she was recovered by the time Mike was running for president, but no, that was like good. one of those that was one of those Lee Atwater, let me see what I can dig mm, up kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, mm. <laughs> Willie Horton, Horton, Horton. So um, so anyway, uh, back in the day Olympia when Dukakis people would actually like hide the their shit yeah. as opposed to just yeah. like throwing it oh, out yeah. on Twitter. Oh, yeah, Olympia Dukakis was <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I wasn't so, really subtweeting you there. Okay, Facebook. <laughs> Jeez, your normie memes six days after they're on Twitter. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Olivia um, Dukakis. is like kind of like a working, I think she works as a placement uh, person, yeah, she's, like a job she's, agency. She's your Pegberry. Yeah, yeah. That, why are you putting in personal, you do this all the time. Peg Berry was someone I worked for at a, at a, at a temp agency temp, until yeah. fairly recently. That's okay. Uh, it turns out COVID destroyed the temp industry. <laughs> Amongst many things. <laughs> yes. Um, but anyway, yeah, she was, yeah, but, so she's like basically, oh, I got to move you again. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 like, this blah. is the last time. Like, I'm not doing it again. So, so she's like, all right, well, you gotta make you this work one for work. a woman. Yeah. You're going to like it. She's great. She's a woman. You won't have, a, you won't have to deal with a sleazy dude. Yeah. Doodly, doodly, dude. <laughs> but, but she did tell her, this is your last chance. Like, yeah, I can't place you after I this. I can't place you. And the thing is, it's like one of those things where Melanie Griffith is like, like I said, like she's, her character Tess is a uh, very driven, like responsible person, but she doesn't put up with, uh, you know. With yeah, she, she's, she's got self, you know. She's, she's Staten Island. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But um, so, yeah, like what do we got here? Um, 
So uh, anyway, Sigourney shows up at the as and new clearly boss. that's her new boss. That's her new boss, and uh, she is very much like in gray, the official color of Sigourney Weaver. Um, and you also get uh, Nora Dunn, um, and uh, is someone who also works there. Uh, obviously, a subordinate to. To Sigourney Weaver's character, Catherine. Catherine, thank you. I, I have it written down, but not not at this part of the notes. Uh, she's a Nordun is a support a subordinate to Catherine, but and I don't obviously know in a better, but in obviously a, higher, higher up. up like if if let's I I'm I can't remember the titles, but let's say if Sigourney is a president, Nora's like a vice president yeah. or a, a, some sort of managerial yeah. level thing, and uh, whereas. Uh, uh, Melanie is like her, the the personal assistant, the, the yeah. secretary assistant, essentially of Sigourney yeah. Weaver's character. Uh, but Nora Dunn comes in; they're planning some huge event, and Melanie Griffith uh, steps in with an idea and says, "Instead, of, maybe you could try dim sum from this new place." And this is the '80s, so dim sum, was much like, like sushi, it, yeah. was like, huh? "What is it? steamed buns? What? Yeah, what do we do with this?" You know, like like it was it was exotic, uh, mm. you know, in the '80s. So, but. Um, so she's basically because Sigourney Weaver has basically told her that this is an like this is a collaborative office. It's a two way street. It's a two way street. I help you, you help me. We bring ideas to each other. Yeah. We, you know, I help you get ahead, and blah, we work I help together. You, yeah, and we work together, et cetera. So et Melanie cetera. takes her at her word. And and uh, yes. we'll just keep that. Yeah, we'll yeah. keep that on the back burner. In the pocket. We'll put that in the steamer tray we'll that, that Melanie the, has to. This is. We'll put that in the Chekhov's pocket. Yes, <laughs> there's a couple of Chekhovs in yeah, this. Yeah, there is. Um, I, I wrote a checkoff somewhere later in the notes for something, but I don't remember what. But anyway, uh, like so. Anyway, uh, they end up going to the, the the big event, and they end up getting dim sum. And Melanie Griffith is the one passing That's, it out. Oh, there is oh, so, so much steam. Yeah, like her hair is still immobile. But, yeah. no, actually, it is. It's like her bigger. hair is like her hair looks like it, like it's frizzed a little yeah. bit because like she's carrying these these steam sweaty. trays around. And and by the way, I did not realize as a name dropped like fancy drink i did not realize cristal was something that people referenced in the 80s i thought that was a total 90s rapper thing oh, no it was around in the 80s oh I, didn't, I know it was around but i didn't know it was like the cultural reference because oh. you know certain things like become a cultural reference oh. in a certain like cristal was like always like n- like 90s rappers yeah, would talk yeah. about that it's kind of like Quavassier was around forever but suddenly Quavassier was something that people would joke about because of uh uh Tim uh, Meadows' character. Oh uh, right, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, like, but like, Quavassier was like, like for years, Quavassier was like was around, but no one talked about it. I see what you you're know, saying. Kind of thing. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, it was like, yeah, I know Cristal was around, but I yeah. didn't know that was like the name check thing. Because mm. like Dom Perignon was the name right, check right, thing right, for a right. long time. Yes, that's true. I see what you you're know? saying. Like so. So yeah, and then and then there was oh smoking in the office. Oh there, yeah, we got, we got a smoking in the office. Um, and they, anyway, basically, this is where we get to the, the the plot point of the movie. Yes, the big the big central plot of this movie, and much like other classic movies like The Phantom Menace, it's all a bunch of behind the scenes executive uh, you know trade meetings, yes. <laughs> and mergers yeah. and acquisitions. <laughs> no, um, it essentially Trask Trask is, Industries Trask Industries, who's like a subsidiary, like owns the company that. Penny Marsh, I think, is yeah. the name of the company. Which, by the way, it's got to be a Penny Marshall joke. Of course, it's it is. It's got to be a reference to Penny Marshall in some way. Like, was was Mike Nichols like someone who worked with Penny Marshall and things? I don't know. Probably. But but if we jump back to my your Gary Marshall, Marshall joke, my Gary Marshall joke, that works really well. Yeah, it's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, they were brother and sister, right, Gary uh-huh. and Penny? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't. Remember. I couldn't. Remember. I, it's like I think they're related. Yeah. No, they are for <laughs> yeah. sure related. Okay. 
So, um, so anyway, uh, Trask is looking to like branch out into TV marketing, the, the TV market, and Penny Marsh, their like their mergers and acquisitions department right. is where she's working, and right. what, that that's the apartment that department that Sigourney's heading yeah. has been doing bad. Yeah, and they need a win. Yeah, and Trask is fending off a hostile takeover from Japan, which how 80s can you get? Yeah, right. By the way, we were about a few years away from the Japan bubble finally bursting and Japan stopping being the invincible juggernaut in the eyes of America <laughs> that it was. In the, like, for the law, like, like, I don't know that people who are too young to remember the 80s, like, really can remember exactly how much, like, the Japanese were this terrifying force of business nature yeah. that could come and take it all from us at any time they were buying everything and what are you gonna do you know but um but they, they were he was fending a hostile takeover from uh from japan and i feel like this is a plot twist by the way that wouldn't work now because i feel like a lot of the media ownership rules oh, have become it, so, so lax. yes they're so but, different now. um essentially trask is trying to branch out into tv and failing no one wants to sell him like you know and he's not looking for as they make it clear later, he's not looking for a tax write-off. Right. He's looking to acquire a profitable network. Yes. And she recommends, okay, this is a bit of a left-field idea, but maybe he needs to get to get a foothold in the industry. He might want to try radio, a radio network, not just a radio station, a right. radio network, network instead of TV since he's having such bad luck with TV. And it would solve the problem twofold because of – like SEC rules state that foreign companies cannot own radio stations in the United States. So if if he's owning if Trask owns this, then the Japanese can't buy Trask. Right. You know, they can't like they, like take it out from under him. They right. can't take it out from under him because they're not allowed to like buy buy into that. Is like the 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 plot point for this, and she tells that to Sigourney, and she and Sigourney he says, oh well, I'll, I'll take it to, to him, and I'll, I'll I'll be sure to let him know that this is your idea. Yes, you two know, way street, two way street, and I mean, I called it from eight oh, eight thousand yeah. well, miles away. Yeah, uh, that okay, yeah, she's definitely going to steal this idea. Like, so it, like it is beyond the show. It's not though. even a Chekhov's moment. It's yeah. like it's so clear. It's like yeah, they're not even. They're not. But this even, is how she finds. Because she's out. like, I will definitely. Yeah, it's like, and then so, like she tints her fingers, and a lightning bolt comes behind right, I was her, and say, a, she, like, a raven lands she, on her shoulder. She twirls it's, her mustache, and yeah. like you know, it's so obvious. But uh, but this is how. Uh, um, and then she immediately throws it into a bin marked "Betrayal Plans." <laughs> this is how it, it it all works out. So the next scene, uh, Melanie's helping her put ski boots on. And yeah. you learn that she's oh going skiing. Oh my god! Yeah, she's going skiing. And oh, by the way, she's and she's she's making like a reservation. Yeah. She, this is oh my god! This is the most annoying eighties thing this ever. This is very Karen. This is very well. It's very eighties because she's speaking in German yeah. to these like people like it's like a switch. She's going like Switzerland. So it's Frau Karen. Yeah, Frau Karen. <laughs> I you know whatever. I don't know. Uh, that wasn't even a joke. That was just me making a weird noise. <laughs> god, I'm I'm, oh, I'm off my Frau game. Karen. Wait, what, what, that's not even a German accent. What no, did I just do? I don't do? know what you're doing. I, what in the world was that? I don't know what you're doing. You should talk to the late Robert. E- I assume he's the late Robert Easton. He probably looked old as hell in the Yeah, 80s. I should have asked him. You should have asked Robert Easton. I'd be your dialect coach. Oh, man. So anyway, um, but she's speaking in German to like, because basically 
uh, Tess couldn't get her. They said, like, no, there's no room. So give me, you know, and she, she, calls, them she up. calls them up and speaks in German. But she ends the phone the phone call with Chow, which is the most 80s. It's like, if you want to see, if you want to know someone in an 80s movie is an absolute bag of D. <laughs> just a big old bag. Just a big old bag of <laughs> with D. With a big D on it. Just a D of bags. <laughs> <laughs> then, then they are like that. Is the yuppie like? Yeah. That that's like the shorthand in the '80s for this person's kind of a shitbag. Uh, is ending a sentence with child. What's important about this scene, other than she's clearly going to go skiing and she's ta- you know and she is throwing her weight around with talking to the German. I almost used the word semiotics. Um, <laughs> by the way, is, is, is we learn at this moment that Sigourney Weaver is hoping or expecting that this. This trip is going to be the next step in her relationship. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's she, yeah, she's talking her, about. She has a yeah, she has a boyfriend who's also like very powerful, and they yeah. they they work well together because they're both like deeply business oriented yes. achievers, etc. Et and she's cetera. ready for this to move to the next level. And then we cut to. This is I, one of the best moments I, in the entire. I will movie. say this. Did I call it? This move. This moment is. Re- this moment. This moment would be funny. Even if it didn't end the way it ended, yes. but the ending of it, like, it it, you cut to like, you, you like, I don't know, if, maybe some other stuff happens. I don't have notes on it, but like, the, like it cuts to Sigourney Weaver, obviously on a soundstage, by the way. Yeah. Like slowly skiing down what looks like a bunny slope, just smiling and standing up. Like she's just g- very gentle. Like I'm, I'm using a hand gesture that you can't see, but like it's like maybe a. <laughs> 10 degree angle yeah, the slope she's much. on it is it is like she's like slowly and she's smiling and like just standing straight up on her skis and she just goes off a cliff <laughs> and it is so good it is it that scene belongs in a funnier movie oh it's so good this movie has some comedy in it but it's not a it's not a comedy comedy right you know, it's not like a uproarious funny funny movie right. it's just got it's got a few comedy moments in yeah. it yeah yeah. You know, it's this is one of those movies. I guess you don't really make these movies anymore. It's kind of that mid-range. It's not really it's not built to be a blockbuster, but it has big, big it has fairly big stars in it. Right. But it's not like it's not a tent pole. It's not an action thing. It's 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 a romance, but not fully. It's not a full comedy. It's not really, you know, it it, it doesn't fit a, like any like like it doesn't feel like like it doesn't feel like like I don't know where this would cut. Like this kind of movie would not be made now. Yeah. And it's it's fairly low stakes for the people not involved in the. You know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, the stakes are high for the characters, but it's not a world beating thing. Right. And unless you're invested in the characters' plight, the stakes don't matter. You know, kind of thing. And like it's the kind of movie you, I don't know that the big studios make anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you like it's a it's a mid range movie. Right. And I don't you we you don't really see those anymore. No, because nobody it, they can't afford it. Like I feel like this would be. Nowadays, this would be turned into like maybe like a an TV eight episode, like an yeah. eight episode streaming series. Yeah, literally, that's exactly what it would be. You know, like it, like but like so, but, so which would be padded out like crazy because this movie basically is the this is the right length for this story. You cannot like you could not put any more story into this movie and, and not and, and make me give a damn. So what ends up happening at this point is that she goes skiing, she breaks her leg, she calls Tess, and she's like, uh, "I need you." To go take care of the stuff at my house. And she, oh, and she and she's on the phone. Yeah, she's all casted up. And yeah. she's and she's kind of hepped up on goofballs a little yes, bit. Um, yes. But the best part is, <laughs> like for me, the best part is she's got this weird male nurse in the yeah. background who looks like a short 
mulleted 80s Adam Scott kind of. <laughs> like, it's obviously not Adam Scott because Adam Scott's like roughly our age. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. maybe a little younger than us. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not really sure how old he is, but like, like this dude's obviously like 30. Yeah. You know, but he's got this, like, he's just this weird, creepy dude with a mullet that kind of looks like that, but he's also short. Yeah. And I know Sigourney Weaver's like, you know, a giantess. Yes. But Sigourney Weaver's like, she's not, she's still within the normal range of human height. She's yeah. about like, I think she's like 5'10", 6 foot, somewhere she, in that range. Know. Somewhere. Yeah. She's tall. She's very tall. If you watch Ghostbusters, when she's standing next to Bill Murray, she she's dwarfs tall. him. She dwarfs him um, in any scene where they don't put him in a box. <laughs> you know, like she's tall. Like, she's very tall. Um, but um, but like I don't know why, but he like he stole the scene from me because he was just I expected him to do a funny. take to the camera. He was funny, like with the letters to Cleo shirt on. So so she's basically telling Melanie Griffith, she's like, you know, of course this is the you know my my cleaning lady's not there, and I need you know she 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 literally can't come home. So yeah. she can't get anything done. And she's like, I need you to go. I need you to take yeah. care of these things and go get my dry cleaning and go get, yeah, grab these, right. all these different, like, basically errands to take care of what's going on in her house while while she's out, laid out for yeah, at least so, three yeah. weeks. And so basically, yeah, so basically what ends up happening is Tess goes to her house to right. get all this shit done. And this is around the time I realized this movie is about 90% black hose. Yes. Like... Like, there's so much, like, I'd forgotten, because, like, the 80s were a long time ago. We were, you know, it was 30 years ago. Yeah. Over 30 years now ago. You know, this movie came out thir- almost 32 years ago. Yeah. But, man, I totally forgot one women were expected to wear a hose in the office then. Oh, yeah. But also, black hose. Yeah, they were big Was, things. like, very good. Oh, like, yeah. it was, you wore black hose. Yeah. That's what you wore when you were out and you were, when you were dressed nice. And, man, this movie is with black hose, oh, like yeah, just hose everywhere. everywhere. So she, but, um, while she's there, she's listening. She's she. You can see that she's almost like trying to figure out how to put herself in the position yeah, of being. And, a and before we get to that, uh, I want to point out when she walks in, the the most douchebag other thing, like <laughs> like aside from saying ciao and all that, is. You walk in and there's a Warhol style four oh, yeah, portrait that's right. building. That's you know, right. like, you know the war like yeah. the, like the one that like the famous one of Marilyn Monroe with I the four images. I love that you're images. telling me like I didn't see the movie. No, I'm, I'm saying it. Oh, outward. to them. Okay. I'm just looking at you. I'm just <laughs> like, looking at you. But I'm, I'm saying like, it. Like I was there. But like those 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 like you know like I'm trying yeah. to describe them. You yeah. know like you know those famous those like, those hand tinted like look you know like photograph like like, like a portrait. Xerox. It's like a Xerox of a picture of them that's been hand painted. Yes. But like it's like it, that Warhol style of herself. Yes. <laughs> like on the walls, which by the way one of these days I want to make one of those for myself just because it's should. the biggest and put it right in the middle of our house with the biggest douchebag things just, actually what you should do I would literally do... do it only if we had company I would hang it up only for company that I would put it away <laughs> what, I would, what I would love we have this huge wall because we have like a, we have like a split level and we've got a huge like 15 foot high wall that like the top half of the wall is bare because it's really high and above everything I, I would love it if you did kind of what you did for our Hargrave's Night thing where you have like different so it would be like one picture of you one of me one oh of no Jordan, no it's gotta be four Jordan of me and one of it's Jeff. just four of me because it's gotta be the biggest douchebag thing on the planet and that way if we ever have company again which we never did we'll before never the pandemic had, so right, why would, we, why do would we do it now but if we ever did I would bring up bust out my horrible portrait and put yes. it up and then never comment on it <laughs> I just, just can you imagine? Can you imagine the awkwardness of company coming in, and they just, just this huge, like six foot by six foot painting of myself so over wrong. and over again, so which is wrong. the smuggest so asshole wrong. expression. It's so wrong. I have never this. This is 
now a dream in my heart that is as big as my dream of going to a Wings restaurant yeah. in, a, in a white Kentucky Colonel's outfit and just getting sauce everywhere and eating and then doing all these wings. Oh, oh, these wings are powerful hot. Oh, just with a big church fan just sweating and eating wings. Oh, I do declare these wings. Oh, oh, I cannot stop eating them. Just, just getting sauce everywhere. This is so gross. I can't even. I don't even know. <laughs> Those are my dreams. I, know, I have. Baby. You have very dream. interesting dreams. Daily dreamer. <laughs> so, uh, what, what's important here is that as she's listening to these, the dictaphone. She's listening to a dictaphone of, with a micro cassette. Yeah, and she's she's you know basically you know, like, like the Transformers had. Remember, my, trying, remember the Transformers episode when I cried a lot and I talked about how much I love those micro. So she she's on like the the. Not the Scaremaster, but like the the, the exercise uh, bike. Yeah, it was exercise yeah, bike. It was just a regular. But it was, it was kind of it was it was a resistance the, kind. Yeah, the like moves not, the arms. Yeah, and like where you move the arms yeah. and it's like you have to actually pedal because yeah. it's just wind resistance yeah. that does it, like the old ones. So and she's she's listening to she's her notes. Two of the notes, and she's taught copying her cadence. Right, she's trying to be like you know, like higher class would be how I'd put it. Is she in her head? She would think that I got to talk like this oh, and be like and this. And before we get too far. We forgot to say that Sigourney Weaver mentions that she brought that idea to the higher ups. Oh, right, and they said, and they that, said that Trask wouldn't be interested. in Yeah, that, that, and she's like, I'm sorry. Yeah, she, that's right. Right before she leaves, she says, I, I, I floated your idea to them, and they, they weren't interested, and so I'm selling. Kind of idea. vital that we say that because yeah. it kind of is crucial. It becomes to the story. next thing. You so know. as she's listening to the notes, and she's kind of like trying on all of her things, and like you know. Ch- checking you know it's she's like a kid in a candy store she's got this beautiful house you know in new york and you know nobody's there and all of this like high yeah, she's, class she's stuff. like putting on makeup, makeup and and, 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 and and like trying on her clothes yeah. which and is then, funny because amelia griffith is fairly tall but sigourney weaver's like four inches taller yeah, than her i feel like the clothes wouldn't quite fit right so she gets you to know. this point in the um in the uh on the on the dictaphone that says um Send a send an email or send a note. Not an email. Yeah, yeah. whatever it was memo. back then. Memo, memo to Jack Trainer at uh, wherever he worked. I don't remember yeah, the name of it. Yeah. Um, regarding stone Tra- yeah. regarding Trask Industries um, uh, radio, radio idea. idea. Blah, blah, blah. Do not go through tests. You know, hard copy is on the computer. Yes, hard copy is on the computer. So no, no, the hard copy is what says do not go through tests. No, no, well, she actually says the words. Don't, do not oh, and, and but the hard copy also says yes. the exact same thing. And yes. You see it on the screen in, in the biggest font. Yes, like, in the green. I, I love I love one thing about movies and TV when when people use computers. Yeah, is the font size on every computer Enormous. in every movie or TV is the size that everyone's parents' smartphone font yes. is. Yes, it it's is true. It is huge. It makes me think. Wait a minute. Did boomers always use 72 point font? They did. <laughs> like, they always did. Like the, like the letter literally, it looks like something I would have typed up on a TRS 80, yeah. <laughs> like as a child. Like, like literally, there are like, there's like 20 word. It's like a 20 word memo yeah. that fills the, the entire, entire screen. screen. It's true. You could see it from the back of the room. <laughs> so, uh, one of the things I wanted to just point out right before we get to this next point, because this is this this is sort of like where her whole world unravels. So uh, before, when she's walking with Mick, Alec Baldwin's character, 
and she's just gotten this job, she's really excited and she's like, you know, she seems really great. She's, you know, she's somebody to aspire to become, you know, somebody that she's like. Finally having that mentor. That mentor that she's been looking for. She's really excited about that. I mean, you couldn't tell because it's Melanie Griffith and she's a terrible actress. I'm very excited about the idea. It's really so terrible. Can't tell when she's upset or when she's happy, but that's fine. I never thought I would wish for the days of Kate Capshaw's range. (laughs) That's saying a lot. Um, so anyhow, she she's basically um, you know excited about this and telling him all about it, and he's about as interested as like basically she's telling as him as anyone to, would be if Melanie Griffith was talking. Well, that's to, true. No, I'm just kidding. What's important though no, is that mean. right after that is when he gives her his his birthday gift. I'm and no Banderas. His birthday his birthday gift is essentially a bowling ball named Homer because it's lingerie. Yeah. For her to wear for him. Yeah. Oh, his birthday gift to her. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, like, I, like my brain was like, like, I bought you lingerie. I'm like, well, I guess that is a birthday gift. Yeah, yeah, this movie this movie really is male gazy about specifically Melanie Griffith. Yeah, and her wearing black lingerie. Like, although the the, the first one has a, a red bra. The, the next time you yeah. see her, it's all black. So anyway, so but, uh, but I want to jump back. So that, I had to jump back to explain that because it's important of what happens next. So now she's found out that she's been betrayed she can't leave this job because she won't you see her yeah like you you basically like she's yeah she's learned that basically her boss is going to steal this shit from her and what's she going to do about it she doesn't really have any choice she has no leverage she hasn't she can't even like and she trusted this woman and she trusted her yeah you see her sit like taking a ferry home drinking a silver bullet she's really sad (laughs) and she's walking home and as she opens the door to her to the to the place where she lives with mick she she like hears something she doesn't know what it is and she realizes that it's something going on in the bedroom, and she opens the door, and there he is. And it's Alec Baldwin and their their friend who I can't remember Doreen her name. Or, Doreen or yeah, whatever. Like but like they are completely naked, having sex. Like they are in mid sex, yeah. and he's like, "Oh hi." You no, know? he actually says, "No class," because usually she yeah, has no class. Cla- yeah, yeah, class, and she and, and she, she says, goes, "No, no class. class." Ooh, clever writing, Mister mm. Screenwriter, whose name I forgot, but who's written some other things, I think, or something. I don't so, know. So. The, um, he's like, you know, let me explain or whatever. And, and she's like, and then this is the part where I'm like, you don't know how to act. She literally looks at him and she goes, you snake. <laughs> yeah. That's literally yeah. how she says it. You snake. You yeah. snake. So, yeah. So, and then you see if she leaves and, and Alec Paltman runs out. We get some some side ass. We get some of uh, Alex Baldwin. We get, we get some side ass. Some bald. Uh, yeah, Baldwin. Yeah, he, you know, but uh, yeah, so you know so mean. essentially, she yeah she she she's obviously hit like emotional rock, rock bottom. bottom. So now she's decided, fuck it, I'm gonna take I'm gonna I'm gonna take over everything. This is my opportunity. Yeah. While she's gone, to like basically get, make this thing happen. Um, so she comes so up with this idea. The next thing you see is her once again in lingerie, <laughs> with Joan Cusack getting clothes together. To like create like a power business ensemble. No, no, she's not. She's she's going in the dress. This is when she puts on the sparkly dress because she's going to go to that party. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, but yeah. She, yeah well, you said business, so I was. Well, but, like, but, like, but, yeah, but yeah, but but she's she's like she basically. Uh, is it? Did she already set? Yeah. Oh yeah, she's already set up a meeting with uh, with, tra- with tra- like she she's with like Jack she, Trainer with Jack Trainer. Uh, but she and she's but she's going to go sneak out to try and meet him at this big like fancy executive party yeah so her scheme is that she's gonna call up jack and because obviously this memo never went out because she never did it because it didn't happen it was on a hard yeah she got a hard copy yeah she had a note to herself to send this to send it and then she never came home and there's no email in right i mean technically there was email as early as 1970 but people 
it didn't was computer have to computer, one. modem to modem. Offices didn't do that yeah. really. It was not a thing until the early nineties yeah. that like the, so, the email so became anything. Basically, like, basically, she mainstream. knew that Jack, this Jack Trainer, whoever he was, didn't Dewey Dewey and Stone, Dewey Stone, something like that. That yeah. was the name of the company. Dewey anyway, Stone and how? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, so she she's like she he doesn't know this yet. This actually never happened. She never told him about it. So I'm gonna make this happen. So she calls up as if she's like. Catherine's, you know, secretary. Yeah, she, and she uses a Staten yeah. Island voice yeah. as herself, as and then herself. and then says that she's like, oh, um, I'm I work with, uh, you know, Catherine over at you know Penny Marsh, and I I wanted to, um, you know, meet you about an idea, um, and then he says that he has time the next day in the yeah. morning, and she's like, great. Would it be great if where he worked was called Cindy Will? Get out. So she, as she's rifling through Michael all of Mick. Catherine's. Um, <laughs> As she's rifling through Catherine's information, like, you know, she's going through the mail, as she would do, which is normal. She finds out that there's this party that clearly Catherine can't go to because she's laid up in Germany or whatever yeah, with a broken right. leg. Right. So, but the, but this, she knows that this uh, that this Jack Trainer is going to be at this thing because it's, like it's like a networking event. Yeah, yeah, basically. So, she so knows she's, that like, going to go. She's going to go. Try and meet him beforehand before. and, and try to get, like, re- get him really hooked in. Yes. And so she's trying to look nice and, uh, yes. you know, put on her, put on a nice dress, et cetera. And, and basically she ends up, she, she convinced, she convinces Joan Cusack. Um, and I guess this is as good a place to any to talk about the fact that Joan Cusack's voice and hair is out of control. It is movie. out of control. Uh, she is all, and her makeup And too. her makeup is like, she is out of like, control. She's a character I think that was very big in the eighties. Um, Helen Hunt played played the same sort of character in uh, in Girls Just Want to Have Fun. She's the the friend girl who's yeah. not supposed to be as pretty as the lead girl, she's the and yeah, she's the sidekick, but she's also like. But in the '80s specifically, it was big hair, very trashy makeup, yeah. brass, 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 brass kind of side. Yeah, you don't really get that heart of gold. Sort of, yeah, you, you know, like usually like a gum smacking sort of, you yeah. know, like just just like in girls don't want to have fun. Girls Let's try that Girls just want to have fun. She's more of a rocker, but in this, it's like she's more like you know, she's bri- she's bridge and tunnel trash. Mm, yeah, although she's technically fairy trash. Yeah, she's fairy trash. Mm. But uh, you know, she's but she but. Um, but anyway, um, so she gets Joan Cusack to cut her hair short, you know, like so her giant hair is now a little more like a coiffed, pr- more more like a business do yeah. and less like you know like you know a statin she, do. like she's from Staten Island, <laughs> you know, um, Staten Claw, I think is what they call. By it. By the way, claw. in the, in the eighties, uh, in the eighties, my my view of Staten Island was that it was the place where GI Joe's secret headquarters was. Hmm. So it's. Reconciling what Staten Island actually is, and knowing now that clearly this is a joke on how yes. <laughs> you know, like so much stuff in the GI Joe comics in the eighties were like there was subtle jokes and, and parodies of, of of things that I didn't know about. That you missed, yeah. Well, Marvel comics in general was a lot of New York in jokes that nerds in the eighties, unless they were living in the tri-state area, did not <laughs> actually catch. Yeah. Um, because everyone who worked at Marvel lived in New York, well, right? Then, you know, but um, so, so but anyway, like so, but she's also super nervous, so yeah. she takes one of. Catherine's Valiums. Yes. And basically, Joan Cusack's like, no, I'll just take the edge off. It's just, yeah. You know, basically, it's nothing, you know. And, well, there's Chekhov's... Uh, uh, Milligrams. Chekhov's little helper, I <laughs> guess, <laughs> what it would be. Uh, because, um, anyway, she goes She goes out to the event. Um, and that's when we finally meet Trainer, 
who is Harrison Ford. Now, what happens is we find out that he is Jack Trainer because somebody says his name as like, now Jack. And he turns. And he turns. And, he turns and it's like, oh, oh Indy. In, oh, yeah. Han. Ooh. So then, <laughs> oh, uh, Deckard. No. <laughs> Deckard. Blade Runner was a joke. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, guy from Mosquito Coast. I thought you were... I, I, oh. I've been slicking my eyebrows back oh. every time oh. I say his name. Forgetting Henry. Oh, oh. Regarding him. Uh, regarding Henry. He did forget. But... He did. That's true. He did. Ritz crackers. And um, so... Um, oh, future president. Get, a, oh. get off my plane. <laughs> Oh, I and, slicked, we're slicking our oh, eyebrows every oh, time we say oh, oh and, so you and know. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, uh. Oh, he actually married Calista Flockhart. Yeah, but didn't he date Anne Heche? I think Steve Martin dated Anne Heche. No. Yes. He may have dated Anne Heche. Everyone dated Anne Heche. <laughs> yes, he did marry Calista That was a mean Flockhart. thing to say about Anne Heche. I don't know why it was. So. But, uh, but, uh, but hmm. <laughs> no, that was very mean about Anne Heche for Zip no reason. Down. So long, long story short, too late, we come back to this movie and we talk about the fact that he sees Melanie Griffith sitting at the bar and he says, he goes over and he, like, he basically, di- he ditches the people he's yeah. around and like you, the, the first impression you get of him is he is someone who absolutely is not, like, he's not, he's not he, smooth. Well, one, he's not smooth, but also he's not a bit, he's a businessman, but he's not a social person. Right. You know, like, he's not, he doesn't like having to glad hand and, yes. and, you know, and, like, play this game and schmooze with people. He he wants to... Uh, he wants to do the business. He wants to just do the business. Yeah. And he's obviously, like, like at, at events like this, he wants to not do business because yes. he's off work. Yes. Like, he's like, well, I don't want to talk to people he's about... He's you. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I, yeah. Oh, anyone who knows me in even the slightest way will know that I have very few work friends. I have friends who I'm friends with at the job. Yes. But the moment I leave work, we, we, are, I no shut com- yes. down when I leave there's a job. No, I right. do not think about the job until I am back at the job. If I have to take... Anytime I've ever had to take work home with me for a job, I've been the most resentful he's human. He's an angry you, person. Like, I do not like homework. Yeah, <laughs> I've never liked homework. He's an uh, angry person. No, I, I, but I, I am very... Unless you're working on a script. Then you're yeah. okay with that's it. Not, that's not homework. It's not homework. Not homework. I know it's different. It's I know. I know. That's different. I agree. That, 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 that's it's very different. It's a different thing. Oh, I know. It's way different than I need you to be on call when you're oh, not, God. you know, you know, like... Vomit. No. Yeah. But anyway, but anyway, like he's but he's obviously like no. And he sees her and he sees one she's dressed nice but not in a business nice. Right. Like and like cuz she doesn't realize how to dress business nice, right. I guess. Yeah. But like so he's like, "Oh." You know, and she looks and she obviously looks like she's like not as comfortable there either, you know, I guess or something yeah. or like or maybe she looks confident. But either way, whatever reason, whatever he, reason goes over, he goes over. He goes her. over to talk to her. And Basically, she asks if, if he knows uh, Jack Trainer, and he's like, "No, he just left." He just her. left. He just yeah. left. He's like, "Oh, I should go." He's like, "Wait, wait, wait," you know. And he basically like like does like they drink a very they drink two, they they drink two doubles of tequila in a very short amount of time, hey. and that's when the Valium kicks okay, but in. But can I just say something? I, I, okay, so I just want to put, point this out. Until yes, the, you like tequila, Meredith. Yes, but until the Valium thing, I forgot about the Valium, and I remember thinking to myself, "Really." She's that drunk? 
over yeah. that. And then it was like, oh, duh, she was taking Valium on top of it. Yeah, and she's yeah. freaking drunk. But before, oh, wait, wait, yeah. you're jumping ahead because there is something we want to talk about. The worst line in the movie. Oh. The line that oh, Kevin Wade, oh, no. screenwriter, no. was so no. proud no. of. I literally squirt. I, I hate this line. I, and, it, I, and you know this is the line. Uh, they, pro- they probably use this line in the trailer. We didn't watch the trailer, but I'm willing to bet they use this line. I, okay, you can say it, but I'm going to like squeamishly be over here uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, like she's talking about like, She's talking with him and she says, I have a head for business and a bod for sin. Is there anything wrong with that? And a bod for sin? Yeah, and there, and and there a, is a lot wrong I, with that. I, I, I'm doing uh, my best. Uh, I hate. Yeah. And first of all, I I just, I, yeah, never mind. I can't even, I can't even with this line. It's a bad line. And, um, and in all honesty, it's like, I just, I can't with this a bod for sin nonsense. I can't I, with, like, I, like. I'm still stuck. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. It's just like you, you like the honest truth is Melanie Griffith is a perfectly attractive human being, but that is a terrible line. It is even a if you, horrible even line. if you have the greatest body on earth, yeah. that line is a terrible line. You know, <laughs> like it is, it is bad. It is a bad line. And then basically, both that weird dude that kind of looks like Brent Spiner, but I can't remember his name, and Nora Dunn are both at this party, and she's like, "Oh, I've got to go." So basically, she not only is she getting fucked up on the Valium part, uh, um, she's like. She basically kind of gets it. Kind of goes Cinderella. She's yeah. like, I gotta go, and she le- she leaves. What does she leave? She uh. Does she leave her book this time she, too. No, she leaves her bag. That was Chekhov, by the way. The book was yeah. the Chekhov thing later. Definitely. But no, but, she leaves her her bag, and he runs after her. Yeah, that's what the, I know. Yeah. That's my point. But yeah. she basically it's a Cinderella thing. Like yeah. you're like, oh, but but she ends up he ends up finding her in the cab. Well, she she says to him, "Meet me outside," meet and she hands him her her mm-hmm. coat uh, check. Yeah, because she has to get the. Fuck out of here before so Nora because, does Caesar. And, and and the other direction is that dirt bag she, yeah. weasel that she not used Lutz. to work with. Uh, yeah, Lutz's uh, best again, buddy. No, Brent Spiner. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah Brent Spiner. Right. Not Brent Spiner. Not Brent Spiner. Uh, so she she ends up outside and she's clearly passed out in a cab. Yeah. And the door's open. You just see her black hose once again. Yeah. And uh, he asks yep. her where she lives because he's like, clearly a gentleman. Yeah, to take it's her a home. house with a tree and the, yeah, like, like and he's like okay sidewalk. So, and like, she basically just like is like she's like and he's like uh I, and he's like well, I guess I'm taking her to my house because yeah. I don't know where to take her. Yeah, you know, and uh, he he like he he has he, to carry her. He up carries the her like he fireman carries her up like three flights of stairs, and he's he's talking to her like it's she really actually. Cute. It's very funny because he's nervously talking to her the entire time, and this is this is this is actually. Actually, probably their best scene together yes. because she's, she's not doing anything. She's a body double, yeah. Essentially, literally, like, like, but he's like he's nervously fumbling and apologizing for how, how bad the apartment looks. He's like, maybe the maid came. I don't remember. Yeah, it's yeah. like really cute. Yeah, like and he like, but he ends up like putting her down in a chair and then like he's trying like, to sit her upright. He's trying to sit her upright in the chair and he's like, you know. Like a nightcap. <laughs> yeah, right? like, like, what? No. He's like, maybe what? it's too late for coffee. Uh, it's right. just, you can he, see how awkward he was like, is. I could offer you herbal tea. Herbal tea always sounds good when people offer it to me when I'm this drunk. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, but I don't even have herbal well, I don't tea. Have it. And, and he's like, but like, I love it. He's like, well, like, I'll have a nightcap. Yeah. <laughs> so he basically pours himself a brandy, I believe. Um, and then she wakes up uh, in the bed. In the in bed, bed with without, with, without her clothes yeah. on. I mean, she's. And, and, she's wearing her underwear and stuff. Yeah, like just in her underwear. And he's asleep in the bed and like basically she wakes up, goes, and she like basically has to do the quick escape, walk of shame. Yeah. Um, And then there's actually a very quick cut. Yeah, she obviously changes and gets dressed and then goes to meet him for the meeting. Yeah, to the meeting. But she doesn't know it's him. She doesn't know it's him 
Because he never said his name. Right. He said, actually, he says to her the night that night, he says, no names, no business cards. Yeah, Let's just be two people who meet each other at a party and get to know each other. Yeah. yeah. You know? And so she assumes things happen. She doesn't remember anything. And basically she shows up and she's like, oh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And uh, she basically, um, the meeting, she feels the meeting does not go well. She yeah. rambles, and she's like, why didn't you tell me who you were, yeah, you know? Right. And, you know, and he's like, I didn't want to talk about, you yeah. know, or whatever. Um, and the meeting does not go well, is what I wrote in the notes. And then later on, I had to come back and say, or she, so she thinks. She thinks it didn't go well, yeah. but it actually went great. Yeah, so. And he he calls her back and says, let's put this deal together. Yeah, he actually shows up at her, oh, that's her right. in quotes, <gasps> Oh, that's right. And she that's has right. to grab Joan Cusack from the, the secretarial pool and say, you have to pretend to be my personal secretary yeah. or whatever. Like she she's basically, not in the secretary of the girl. She's visiting her. Oh, she's visiting. Yeah. yeah. You have to pretend to be my secretary. That's yeah. right, because Joan Cusack works somewhere else. And jo- Joan Cusack has the best line in the entire movie. It's not the best line. It's a terrible line. It's a great it line. It is actually almost as bad as the other line, but you love it. I love it because Joan Cusack delivers it really well. Joan nicely. Cusack delivers it well, and yeah. that's the difference. Uh, if you... And you have to also remember, I saw this movie in the 80s. I was a child, okay? Mm. And I loved this line because she so, was so and, and by the way, before we even get to that, I want, like, her eyeshadow. Oh, my. It's two different colors. It's two different colors and, like, stripes going yes. down. It looks like, I mean, it looks like, you know, there's, like, a official clown, like, like museum or yes. something where they have, like, where every clown registers his face makeup or her face makeup and they paint it on an egg an eggshell. What the hell are you talking about? This is a real thing. I thought you were making this up. For no, a I'm not. No, no, this is a real thing. It's like the clown. Like it's like because every clown has a, a very specific makeup pattern. Oh. Like all clowns have their own makeup that's carefully designed, and somewhere there is an egg in, I guess, Florida, with Joan Cusack's makeup from yeah. this fucking movie uh, on it. Because she's got like it's like green and like I think there's pink. It's like magenta. It. Magenta, yeah. yeah, green and magenta. It's so rough. It is. It is raucous. Okay, but like it is like. It is like what a well-dressed alligator. You know, if I were, I just want to pause for a second and just say this, like just a little sideline here. If if I didn't know this podcast and I didn't know us and I didn't know you as I do, and I were wanting to pitch. You wouldn't listen to this because I wouldn't listen to it. I I wouldn't listen to it if I wasn't me. That's not what I was going to say at all. Let me finish what I was going to say. And I was going to pitch this podcast to somebody as a way to like draw them in to why they should listen to our many you know, not really even a movie review, but just a movie talk about, you know. Movie pod- talk about thing? Movie talk about podcast. Wanna, I don't know. Even, I, I wasn't listening, but I wouldn't even want to listen to this. Can I finish what I was saying? Yeah, I don't maybe. Care. You, you'll have to go back and listen to what I, what I started to say. No, I'm just kidding. I was joking. So if I were to pitch it, um, I would probably say something like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a movie basically, or it's, maybe, it's a movie. It's a podcast where basically they talk about '80s movies, and it's a couple, and so that's kind of different and and cute. But what you really get, what you really get from from listening to these two yokels talk, <laughs> not a yokel, a little bit. I grew up in a suburb. <laughs> is is you get to learn about shit <laughs> like the clown museum. I don't even know if it's a museum. I just know it's a clown thing. With the, with the makeup. Because the guy Here, well, knows the problem is, so well, you know, much no, random bullshit, well, no, and he'll just let you know To be honest, the problem, the problem is I, 
this is something I learned a long time ago that I just got reminded of on an episode of Apocryphals, a different podcast that probably most of our listeners also listen to. So they probably already know this. So you you are just learning this, yes. apparently. To me, it's brand- I was setting it up for you to it's understand like what I was talking about. It's like a trivial pursuit experience when we watch this, when, when we listen to this podcast, because yeah. I learn new things every day. And you would think that after 10 And years I win every time. Well, well done. No, I'm just kidding. You do. Uh, oh, that, that, by the way, I just got a pink piece for arts and leisure. Is that arts and leisure? Yes. <laughs> is yes. Pink is arts and leisure. Okay, so, what do you, so anyway. Sports and leisure is orange. Arts and entertainment. Arts and entertainment, yes. Arts, you know, art, I feel like arts is more of a leisure activity. <laughs> uh, but um, so anyway. Um, so anyway, he shows up at her office and, uh, you know. She and, pretends to have. And then Joan Cusack says the line uh, when she asks, like, she asks, can I get you anything? Can I get you anything? Coffee? Tea? Me? And then she makes a little, and Allie just mimed the gesture that actually sells the book. You know, so everyone knows, if you could picture Joan Cusack making that move that Allie just did, <laughs> that'll that help you, you out. That you can't And if see. you haven't seen this movie that we're spoiling for <laughs> you. <laughs> you okay there? Yes. Meanwhile, Melanie Griffiths did Sally Jesse Raphael glasses. Oh my gosh, yes. She's sitting there. huge red frame glasses. So ridiculous. And, and she's so, on the and th- there's a moment where she's almost on the verge of getting caught and they're like fumbling around and Nora Dunn shows up yeah. and like she's like I need to use the phone and everything and she manages to act as if like Nora Dunn's just an assistant yeah. and like she's like she's like, she's like, she's like sure, come she, she's my eleven o'clock my one my, o'clock she's and like, she's like yeah. yeah it's just like yeah well, just a moment we'll be, yeah. and and then she she walks him out yeah and she's then, like let me and, walk you to the elevator and then um. And then uh, basically, uh, then Joan Cusack repeats the line. He's like, "Can I get you anything? Coffee, tea?" No. Nah. But anyway, uh, like as they're leaving, there's kind of a they, they're like basically what it, what Ford says is, "I actually think your idea has some merit. I think we can do this." Blah blah blah. But anyway, they end, they end up in kind of a little like little I guess the Tracy Hepburn uh, you know uh, you know bicker moment, yeah. and, she, and basically she's like, you know, I I kind of like what she say, I kind of like. I kind of hate you. Maybe I hate you. Yeah. Or, or maybe I like, don't like you. Maybe I don't like you. And as the as the doors of the elevator close, uh, Harrison Moore goes, me? Nah. nah. It's Which is so it's a, it's a great line because it's like, listen, he's fucking Harrison Ford. Everybody likes him. He has him. to, like, as oh. much as he's socially awkward, he knows he's charming. And they do something in this movie. It's like they, uh, they, they know that they have Harrison Ford playing this role. They know they've got Han Solo. They know they've got Indy playing this role. Because women all around. Oh, that's, a, that's actually my, my favorite running part of this movie. It's, it's such a dumb joke, but yeah. it works. Is basically, he keeps walking through these rooms that are all, like, the secretaries and all the women in the office. And they're all just watching him the whole time. Like, they're, like he's like a superstar. Like, walk, it's yeah, very it's always funny. It's like Beatlemania whenever one, he shows up. One point he takes it's, off his it's shirt. It's quiet Beatlemania. Because yes. they don't... At one they point, yeah, you, like you see the glass doors of his office. He changes his shirt because he's been they, up. This is later. He's yeah. been up all night, like for thirty six hours straight, and so he pulls like a new shirt out of a drawer, takes his old shirt off. He's like wiping himself down, and and, and all the and, women are and all the women are this. watching him, and like they actually applaud. It's I think really at one point, he, and, he, and he turns and looks and goes, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I'm Harrison Ford. It's very <laughs> you know, funny. It's, it's, it's very, very funny. Yeah, I, I know, I'm Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. He doesn't all say right. that, but that's basically the gesture. So anyway, um. What 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 um what's supposed to happen next is they're supposed to have a meeting with Trask. Actually, and, before that meeting happens, uh, we have to go back to Staten Island because Joan Cusack's big wedding party, like rehearsal dinner—not rehearsal dinner, but like the big 
they're having a big wedding related like, right, shower right, right. thing. I, I just want to I just want to make one quick point and then we'll go to you're yeah. absolutely right we have to go to that. So uh, what Melanie Griffiths Tess decides that she's going to do she realizes that there's that Trask's daughter is getting married mm-hmm. and since they're going to meet Trask she figures a better way to get in because it, it, it is off the beaten path of what they wanted. They want television and she's going in the, they're going in their pitch radio. Right. So they're so going to find so she she decides and she she's planning to go alone yes. to this. And let's go back because this yeah. is a, this actually is like five minutes later than what uh, or ten minutes later than what I'm, what I'm saying because yeah. we got to go back because now we're going to this big event in a bar oh yeah it's about it's like I, I was it a rehearsal not a rehearsal dinner no, what it, like it, a shower or what is it? it's like the shower it's but like it's a like, party it's, it's like, like yeah. a party celebrating it's a sh- their engagement a shower. yeah you know and but Alec Baldwin's there Mick Mick, Mick is there and it and like they, they have like a kind of an awkward like almost reunion but yeah they're like they get a long st- like well it's like you know if you ever like if you've ever like been and, and like they're like it's not clear that they're fully broken up. Yeah. Like I think she's been with him a long time, so it's easy to fall back into the habits of how it is. Like if you've ever if you've ever been in a relationship that's kind of on again, off again, you end up with that thing where you had a big fight and you haven't talked for a couple of days and then you see each other and you're like Are we together? Are, are we, we not? We might we might still be together. I'm not really sure, so I'm going to be nice. Yeah. You know? And also, uh, John Cusack says, you know, Joe, he's, yeah. he's really sad and he really feels bad about this. And would you, you yeah. know, just throw him a yeah, bone? Yeah, and yeah. Nice yeah, John, yeah, John Cusack's kind of got a vested. I feel like he's maybe friends with her fiance. And like, I, think I feel like she's got. A, they all grew, they up, all together. grew up together. Yeah, and it's like clearly. she has a vested interest in everyone staying in their little group. Yes. Everyone other than Melanie Griffith wants to be part of like this little thing. And Joan Cusack wants to break out. No, Joan Cusack. And Melanie, Melanie Griffith's wants character to... Tess wants to break out of of that circle. Yes, yeah, you know, like she like she's still friends, but she wants more with her life, life than yeah. what they're what they. She has more ambition. She has more ambition, um, but uh, like so, and I have to say, I am like I think I already mentioned it. I am surprised at how much of a dirtbag Alec Baldwin manages to look like in this movie because Alec Baldwin is like one of those guys. He's so classically handsome. Yes. And so clean cut. They do a looking. really good making him greasy. Like and, he just yeah. is oily and yeah. scummy looking yeah, in a is. way that he doesn't normally play. No, no. like he, again, he normally good... plays. He normally plays characters who are composed and together. He's you know, he well in Dirty Rock. He's basically that. Harrison Ford. Well, yeah, he's like know. well, he's the gravelly voice. He's the sexy, 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 I'm, sexy, sexy man. What? Wait, are you just an he's alcoholic sexy, with a gravelly sexy. voice? <laughs> sexy, sexy. Yes, I know you find him sexy. Sexy. But you know, like, but you know, he's got great hair, and he's always very well put, well put together and yes. clean cut. But yeah. like in this one, he's just like, hey, I don't. Yeah, he's and, very you know, dirtbag. It's like he's super dirtbag. Like I would never be attracted to him in this movie. So, but anyway, he he like there's this whole thing at this party where basically they're like, hey, Mick, when are you gonna propose to to Tess? Yeah. Hey, 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 walk hey, it hey, in, hey. <laughs> you know, and you know, so <laughs> embarrassing. And so, ah, what? Forget about it, ah. yeah. You know. So he like he does the public proposal, oh. one without even a ring. He just yeah. like like gets so, down on a knee and so asks you gonna? her, yeah. "So you gonna or yeah. whatever?" And she's like, and she says, "Maybe." Yeah. And he's like, what "Kind of an answer is that?" You know. He's like, "Ask me." You know. Ask, a- ask you want a different answer? Ask a different girl. Ask a different girl. Which you is know, actually which is a good, a good line. Uh, which is actually one of the better lines in the movie. Yeah. You know. And he gets fucking mad. 
obviously. Um, and so, and they have that. That's when they have the the final like their real breakup. Yes. You know, uh, you know, like where she's like, you think we're just gonna get like you're gonna ask me to marry after like three days ago? I found you. You know, I, I you know I found you. Uh, I can't remember what she banging says. Uh, banging. Yeah. I, I knew she didn't say stupid, but yeah. that was the that word was the word that brain. was in my head too. That's well, you're so Jewish, so it makes sense. Yeah, but I read true. a lot of Mad Magazine, and also you're married so. to me, so <laughs> so um you know <laughs> I listened to a lot of Lenny Bruce <laughs> <laughs> albums. <when> I, <laughs> Men would stoop mud, <laughs> but um, but um, so essentially, that's the real breakup, and that's the scene. By the way, I I found in my notes that's the scene where he's just acting rings around. Oh yeah, her. because he's like this whole thing of like how like you know like he, like he's like he gets really sincere with her about like the idea like yeah he screwed up and whatever, but you know you're throwing everything away for this and you you know, like you like you don't care about like like. Like basically, you're leaving your roots. You don't care. You, yeah. You're like he he gets very like into it and very emotional. And it's good because you know he's fucking wrong. Yeah. But he has a sincerity behind it that is like he's wrong, but he thinks he's right. Yes. You know, in a way that like like it's like his character's not sympathetic, but like at, by the same token, you see him as a real person. Yes. Like as much he's a dirtbag, but he's a dirtbag who. Doesn't realize how much of a dirtbag he's being. Right, he really thinks that he's sincere. Yeah, yeah. Like he he means it. He means it. And it's a very it's a it's a very good scene. Yeah, I, yeah, I really like that good, scene. It's a very good scene. Uh, you know. So um. So we then we go. Let's just jump to the wedding. I think that's the yes, next thing. Yes, it is. Real. So basically, Harrison Ford figures out what what her plan is. He, well, he, he's like, "What are we doing here? Why? Why? Like well, you're trying to go? He thinks are you doing an in run around yeah. me? Are you trying to cut me out yeah. of a deal? You know? Because uh, like he mentions, like he apparently was in like involved in like a like he's like you got you don't understand and this and this is where he does his monologue. I think yeah. about you know in this business like in business like you know in this job if you if you lose a deal. You know that that's the end of your career. I know good men who like lost that deal and then they're gone. Yeah. They're gone. They're like people been in this, you know, been here for years and years and decades and they're gone. They lose that deal. I you know, I you know it's like I've I, I've had some bad deals lately and I'm really worried about my job. Yeah. You know, and he's like he gets very sincere with her and she's like, no, I'm not trying to do that. I just yeah. I, I think that and he says no and he finds out oh you're going to the wedding you you're not invited like so basically that she's, happens as they're on their way in yeah like yeah. they're going in she's like wait what are you doing like, he's like he's like well what times are meeting and she's like well. It's not really a meeting. meeting. It's more of a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, like he's like, what? Yeah. No, like so they they basically go into this wedding. They crash a wedding. They crash a wedding, and uh, like, and this may be the most fun part of the movie, really, because it's like it's basically they're they're at this this wedding that like they don't know anyone, but they're acting like they do. Yep. Well, they do. I actually, uh, trainer knows a few people. Like he, I think he, I think there's one or two people that he kind of is dimly aware of because of the business world. Yeah, but like probably. He but he doesn't. But know like them. he doesn't know them. Yeah. You know, he's like there are people he's aware of. Yeah. But like, they, they, uh, <laughs> they, you know, so like, um, so they, uh, they, they end up like going through. They first of all, you like, they, like he's asking people questions like. Who's that dancing with? The, who's he dancing with there? Yeah. Oh, that's so that and th- that was uh, that by the Ricky way, Lake. That he asked Ricky Lake, <laughs> basically, and it, and this is pre this is pre hairspray. Oh, this is you. like this is like like this is like very young Ricky Lake. Yeah, he, like he asks like she's a bridesmaid. She's in like a bridesmaid dress, yeah. and he's like asking like so who's who's that bridesmaid he's dancing with? Yeah. Oh, you mean a Dorothy? Like that's Dorothy. What mm-hmm. uh, 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 Elizabeth? Elizabeth. Yeah. Elizabeth. So and so, and he's like, oh yeah, I know her. Yeah, and, Liz- and he's like Lizzie, Liz- Betsy. You know, he's like. Bitsy. bitsy and it's like ah oh, yeah bitsy so he like he basically like uses that to finagle in uh because bitsy's dancing with trask trask and he, so this he, way, cuts, he in, cuts in takes bitsy takes, takes bitsy away bitsy i.e kathy guys kathy guys yeah. from uh you know because again going on going on that full marceline hugo uh yeah 
So, uh, so Melanie Griffith comes in to talk to Trask, and that's how she can get into her Trask. And by the way, oh, there was a great scene before. Where they're uh, in the bathroom. They're, well, they're, yeah, they're in the bathroom. Uh, actually, it wasn't the bathroom scene. That's another great scene. Yeah. Like, she's in the bathroom. The bride comes in crying. Yeah. And she's like, Mel- do you hate it? Do you hate it? And he's like, no, it's lo- lovely. And like, yeah. uh, do I know? It's like, oh, yeah, I, I know. I'm a work acquaintance of your father's. Yeah, and, yeah. And meanwhile, Harrison Ford had come into the, the ladies' room, like, following her to be like because that's when he's like freaking out it's like you're not invited to this wedding that's again and so and he, he goes in the stall and he comes out like you look great yeah <laughs> you know like it's, it's a beautiful a, wedding uh, perfect and uh at what at, when he finds out that uh, like it's not he goes up to the open bar and he grabs and it's like it's like a polynesian theme yeah. thing by the way it's super like, like over the top yeah. ridiculous it actually is kind of like our rehearsal dinner at trader mix um but he grabs two drinks uh, two big long red drinks with straws, and he just downs one and puts it down, and then walks off the, with the, the other. other one. It's really it good because you think he's grabbing it for him her. And, and her, but he's just—it's just, it's just like himself. I gotta drink this shit. And it's like he's drinking these like ridiculous, very funny. It's a good ridiculous po- tropical drinks. So um, uh, while they're dancing, she's she kind of opens this. Uh, idea to him and she's like you know they basically told me that you wouldn't be interested and and he's like that's not true and she's like well you know i you know i would love to you know put something together and show you what we what, yeah. what I have she, she mentions like the the the, the gist of it but yeah. not like and that doesn't give him like the whole pitch he's like well that's interesting yeah. I, you know I, yeah I, you know I'll definitely you know <laughs> so he tells her who to talk to yeah and and while they're all of a sudden they look over at the door and they see Who's who's coming in? I don't remember. There's somebody that 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 I, I don't remember who it is, but it's somebody that that uh, recognizes that they're not supposed to be at the wedding. Like they start charging them to like come to be like there they are those people they're not supposed to. Oh, be I here. don't remember this part at yeah. all. Yeah, and so they're. Did so, I go to the bathroom? No, this? no. I don't remember this like, at all. Fabulous, beautiful. Well, because I remember them leaving the wedding really quickly, really quickly but I don't remember. Why. I don't. I didn't remember any impetus. I thought it was yeah. just a cut to them. Like we no, go, no, no, we no, need no. a route. They're like those people over there. Who are they? I don't know who those people yeah. are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they yeah they 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 go bolting out. I thought like I was like Nora Dunn doesn't show up does she? Because Nora Dunn seems to be the cold water on the crotch. So that's when Melanie Griffith and Harrison Ford they go they 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 leave. And they, they they end up like they end up kissing on the street and they like they go home and I will say this there's a moment yeah. where they're taking their clothes off that Harrison Ford is taking off his dress shirt and it is such a great real moment because I've done this before not like racing to have sex but just done this when I've been trying to change clothes in a hurry he doesn't undo his cuffs and he takes the dress shirt off and can't get the shirt off his hands and he's like struggling with it for a second it it's is a, such it's a, a real moment it's a, such a great real moment yeah. I really like that little yeah. touch and it shows him is like not he's not Alec Baldwin in 30 Rock where he's like slick and always has it no, together no no he's not yeah he's not he's, clean. Just, he's like he's like He's awkwardly yeah, that, adorable. That, that's kind of Harrison yeah. Ford's deal. Yeah. Harrison Ford plays characters who are cool yeah. and charming, but also kind of serious trash fires. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're disaster people. Yeah. Like, look, like look at Han Solo. Han yeah. Solo's living a dirtbag life. Yeah. And, you know, like, like Han Solo's entire life is living on the cusp, cusp of, of failure. Yeah. He is yeah. he is one paycheck away from literal death yeah. through most of the Star Wars that's movies. True. You know, so, and and even even though he gets the happy ending in the first trilogy, the sequel trilogy comes back, and he's going back to being that same failure. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that is that is Han Solo is a disaster. Indy is a disaster. He's competent, but also he fucks up a lot. Yeah. And, like it's mistakes. Indy Indy fails, like succeeds through failure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, in, uh, Helen Raiders of the Lost Ark, he basically doesn't 
win. Yeah. God wins. God wins. Yeah. <laughs> like the Nazis so, would have died without him. So <laughs> but, so anyway. But that's not the point. The point of the story is the adventure, not the not the not the plot. Which right. Is, you know, which is why when people complain about that fact, I'm like, you don't get entertainment. <laughs> but. Okay. Sorry, it's a hobby horse. I, I, that's a common nerd complaint that Harrison Ford. It wasn't necessary that Indy's not necessary for the plot of Raiders of the Lost Ark that if the Nazis found the Ark they'd be killed anyway and now we're gonna do uh, the movie Raiders of the Lost Ark we're never doing that one <laughs> if um, we do anything we're doing Temple of Doom so anyhow um, <laughs> they, they, they start having sex and blah 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 and they're very happy because you can you now know that she and Mick are totally broken up that's over. I mean, I thought I, yeah, I figured I, it was over when he yeah, bought the right. other lady. Yeah, right? I, I did too. I was like kind um, of surprised. That, yeah. But and and now we got. I got to go back to the yeah. Andy well. I'm sorry because then she asked him how he got that scar, and I'm like, oh, well, yeah. he hit his face with a bullwhip whenever he was in the Boy Scouts, and he found the. Go go. Ouch. You never you never want to play along with my, my <laughs> with my nonsense. You also that was the same day he became afraid of snakes, and he got a whip, and he and then got he decided the hat. to name himself after <laughs> and he was the named dog. After the, no, he was already named after the dog. They already called it. They named the dog Indiana. Yeah, that, you didn't find that out until later in the movie. So anyway, <laughs> man, I look. They're shit. They're so horrible and colonialist and racist, and things don't belong in museums. They belong with the people, you know. But, but um, what did I? Uh, Gorkin Slimkin Frappin. Oh, something about microwave technology. Oh yeah, there's a there's a there's a reference to microwave technology. Oh yeah, but another thirty rock. Another thing. thirty rock yeah, thing. Because, Sorry. Yeah, he, he apparently developed worked in microwave or something. That's right. Yeah, but, that's right. When she's dancing with him, she's like, you know. I oh yeah, Trask started. Yeah, 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 the guy who invented the microwave, microwave technology, yeah. and we both just looked at each other like, like okay, wait, that's that's like, yeah, if you've watched thir- if we yeah, if you've watched Thirty Rock, it's, it's like so so uh, so she asked him about the scar, and I'm like, you have to wait till Last Crusade. That's 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 like a year or two. It's only like a year from then um and oh and they and around this time you speaking of movies they they're that's when i realized that a lot of times they've been giving melanie the casablanca lighting yes not quite as over the top as ingrid berman and casablanca where where i quite literally she could have been played by a drawing of herself sometimes (laughs) it's so much it's so blurry um but then that's when um this was a warner brothers movie but they Casablanca is a Warner Brothers movie, but she gets an MGM phone call. Yes. Or he gets an MGM. He gets the MGM. He gets the call, and you like, first of all, it's the, oh shit, he's seeing someone. Yes. So she's the other woman. Yep. Oh no. And then you kind of put two and two together, because he says, yeah. I'm like, and he's like, listen, yeah, I, 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 technically we're not broken up, but I've been, I need to break up with her. But what happened was we were supposed to go on this ski trip, but I couldn't make it because there was a big business thing. And then she broke her leg, and I didn't want to break up with her over the phone. I wanted to break up with her in person. And we like, not only is she dating, so he dating someone, he's, dating so, he's Catherine's like boyfriend yeah. that she's like, she thinks is gonna move to the next level. Move to the next level. Yeah. So um, and then he's like, so what did you want to tell me? Yeah, and because like, she was gonna like basically like, tell him the truth. Tell because she was gonna tell him the truth that she wasn't actually like that she was an assistant, yeah, and et cetera. Because they're like, listen, we we've, we've made it this far. I need to t- be honest with you. Yeah. And also, she's like starting to fall for him. Yeah, you know. Um, and then we get now that she's super depressed, we get the most gratuitous scene of vacuuming I've ever seen in a yes. movie. <laughs> like, like, okay, this movie has been super male gazy with Melanie Griffith already. Um, and it's weird because she doesn't have like the the hardest '80s hard body ever. She's got a fairly normal, like healthy body. She's like she's not unattractive, but like she's not like a swimsuit model. Yeah. But like she's just topless vacuuming. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, who well, she right. does that? Well, yeah. I mean, so she she realizes that Catherine's coming back, 
they have this meeting. They've been up for like 36 hours. They have a meeting the next day with Trask. They've been trying to put this whole deal together and they're ready to go. And then, and she thinks she has more time before Catherine comes home. But now Catherine says that she's hopped an early plane home. Yeah, she's, so and Catherine's so, on the way. So she's, she's got to get, get to get this the, meeting, she, get it done. She has to get, no, she has to get the house cleaned up. The house cleaned up. Then she's, she's got to go meet Catherine and then... At the same time that she's meeting with Catherine, she also has to be at this meeting with Yeah, she has Trask. to get Catherine's stuff at home. Yeah. She has to go to Catherine's home, drop a bunch of stuff off for her, do like do those errands. Then she's got to race to get this meeting with Trask right. so she can seal this deal, get it inked, and get the hell out uh, of yeah. like where like move on to yeah. like the next level for her career. Yeah. Um so but we end up in this great awkward farce scene yes. like it's not quite superman 4 great you know but but like so basically sigourney weaver's like in it like gets in get like there there's a whole return scene that like you know where she gets off the helicopter and she's got the cane and she's hopped up on goofballs hopped up on goofballs and etc but like she got she ends up at her house uh they, she, they end up at her house they take her home before this she, happens right before right before this happens Right before this happens, um, before she picks her up at the air, the Hello Pad or whatever it is that she picks yeah. her up, she goes to pick up Catherine's dry cleaning because that was one of the yeah. things that she had to do, and she leaves her date book. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's Chekhov's book. That's yeah. Chekhov's book. That's a, yeah. And that's the, yeah. And the yeah. dry cleaner runs out after Miss Miss. You forgot your book, and so she takes the book and she runs. Okay, then she picks up ha- Catherine at the Hello Pad and brings her home, and then she's like. And by the way, we got to remember, trainer does not know that she's Catherine's assistant. Right. He doesn't so, know that... He does not know... He only knows that she knows her because yeah. they work at the same office. Yeah, in the same but like she doesn't know she's an assistant. She doesn't know anything about that. And uh, so anyway, um, the, so then there's this, um, you know, this scene. Like basically, first of all, Sigourney Weaver's in like lingerie, but with the cast over her leg and she's like throwing the blanket over the cast yeah. so she can be in bed. So she can kind of Dana... Yeah, it's seriously it's, it's Zool waiting. It's Zool, for, yeah. it's Zool waiting for Vince Clortho. Yeah, it's true. Um, like she's like in bed, like 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 laying like back, all laid you know, out, all laid out, out, you know, like the for, one her one leg in hose, yeah. <laughs> like not hose, like it's yeah. hose, it is hose, but like you know, leg, thigh high, thigh you know, highs. like and like the other leg, of course, hidden because it's got a cast, yeah. <laughs> you know, on it. Um, but she like she but she makes um, she makes Melanie have to go pick up her medicine medicine yeah. she's like i have a thing i have to go to it's like oh the, the doctor the doctor understand. because it's a doctor yeah, she, yeah. Oh, she lies and says it's a doctor's appointment and the doctor won't won't mind and so she's like oh crap so she sneaks she runs out and she basically runs across the street just as and she knows that apparently she like she's called uh, a trainer to go uh, to come you know so house. she's running across the street as uh, the cab is as Harrison up. Ford's cab is pulling up he doesn't see her he goes in and she's like and she's basically like come over here come yeah. here boo have she's a drink like, yeah, you know and, and I will say in this movie Trainer has da- down like he downs more drinks than Dean Martin did <laughs> like in this movie he's, he drinks and he drinks he downs them he's always drinking so fast, fast. yeah he drinks fast like he's like because yeah. he's trying to like steal up because like she's like yeah. come over here and like um, he, does he actually break up with her then? No, uh, no he, he says, wants he to. He says, there's someone else yeah. that I'm meeting, meeting with. Meeting right, right Me, now. Like, so you like, know, like, big deal, putting it together. Gotta, gotta go. go. And, and, and all this is And happening. Melanie Griffith comes in yeah, while he's in there right. and she's watching. Yeah. And she's like, oh my God, they're gonna kiss. And like, she's like watching through the door. Like she's yeah. getting in a closet looking. And he like, and thankfully he goes uh, and, and gets away from her and she's like, sighs of relief. She sneaks in, drops the medicine off. And leaves gives, gives her her change and leaves and goes out the door and that's when Sigourney Weaver goes oh yeah you dropped your and she picks up the book yep and 
Of course, because and oh, oh, and by the way, she'd already said, oh, and I, you know, your idea. Just so you know, you know, I was going to share your idea with so and so. Oh, anyway. right. So this is what happens, right? She's, yeah, she says that to she, Melanie so Griffith. Before Melanie she Griffith, before, before Melanie Griffith leaves, she's like, did you happen to see what was on the computer? Because the, the, yeah, that like, no, that yeah. that hard copy of the sending that list, yeah, to, yeah. was still up. And, and she's, she's like, like, and she's like, you see, Jack Trainer has been. He's been burned before by people in business, so he doesn't like people who lie to him, and he doesn't trust people who are outside. Yeah, so of I was going to bring it to so him. I was going to bring it to him, but then later on, when he was on board, I would explain that it was your, your idea. idea, right? And you know, and for a split second, if 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 she wasn't seriously like playing like the villainess role to a hilt, you might go, oh wow, I guess we misjudged her, and now Melanie Griffith screwed herself like yeah. multiple ways over because this good boss actually was. But no, 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 don't worry, don't worry. Don't worry. Not a, you know, not at all. Yeah, because she says something like, well, had you seen it, you simply would have told me. Yes. You that's, simply our two, would, that's our two-way that's street, two-way right? street, right? You yeah. know. But anyway, she leaves and she's left the book. So, of course, Sigourney flips through the book, sees meeting, meeting with Trainer, meeting with Trask, Trask. And she's like, and, she, and, you, and like literal steam comes out of her yeah, ears nearly. Yeah, like, like, I'm surprised. Like, if, if this were a goofier movie, she would have actually had like, like, she would have been like red tinted. She would have le- levitated. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, she yeah. would have yeah, she would have Dana Barrett. <laughs> like, she and she's, so, and she's uh, like that bitch. And oh my like, god, bitch. I forgot to say the thing she said to him. Uh, before, oh yes, let's merge. merge. Yeah, she wants him to get. She wants him to propose. So she basically is like, I feel like I've been dropping hints, and I want to know why. Oh, and and by the way, the pro- they oh, I, we, we it's not really very important, but they when they go to the meeting in the first place, these assholes are going to keep them from meeting until oh, yeah. like. Trask calls them and says, "Are, is, are they there?" Yeah. You yeah, know, basically says, "We'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take the meeting." Like, yeah, basically, basically like, like he's not going to take this meeting. He's yeah. not interested in that. And then like they get a phone call and it's like, "We'll take the meeting." Yeah, you know, and it like basically, so and that's actually the, when they start making out, right? It's after that. Yeah, yeah, that's actually they when get they their next. We forgot step, to do that. But it's fine. Yeah, we forgot. It's we forgot important. to mention that. But it's the whole a, point but, is that they get to but, get yeah, to this. But, but the plan is that basically they found a network and it's this southern radio network that's like. Basically, they've been looking to sell, but there's been a bigger offer from someone else. But and you're like, well, that's not going to work. But you know, blah blah blah. But uh, but then Ford's like, no, this is I can't remember the like, Armit Armitage, yeah, Ar- and yeah. Armitage, Armitage or Armitage or Arm- Armitage or something Arm- like that. I think Arm- it's Armbrister. Armbrister. Yeah. Armbrister, I think was his name. Yeah. But it's like Armbrister knows Trask. They, no, yeah. we can do this. We got to get we get them in a room together. Yeah. They'll do the deal. They like each other. Yeah. You know. So they that so they're so that's the meeting that they're setting up. They're trying to get too. everybody. And in I, the I need to say that because Armbrister is played by my man Robert Easton. Yeah. Uh, and so they're know, all, and, and he's he's he has long he is so like long hair with like a goatee. He's such like a Kentucky Colonel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like he's just well, they, like. And then as they get in the room because they're all there, and she shows up, and everything's going. And, right. and he's like, but he's and he's like sixty something. Yeah, he's not like he like when I say long hair and a goatee, he's not like a hippie. He is like the like very like it's very like it's it's this refined. He looks like a Confederate general. So, they, <laughs> so they get into this room and they're all sitting around the table and they're like, you know, basically this is formality because we really like this deal. Yeah. We think this and he's like, yeah, like, you, you business people can work out the details. Yeah. I, you know, this is my, this is what I want. You know, like this yeah. amount of money. Yeah. I don't care. You know, like y'all, y'all work out the yeah. details yeah. of how I get it. You know, so that's what we're here for. And, they're about to, and that's when through the door, like out of the way, I know like, miss, you're not, this is a closed meeting. I don't care. And like, and Sigourney Weaver comes busting in, crutches, Points at, uh, it says, 
you know, like that's my assistant. That's my you know, secretary. My secretary. You've stole. And, you've been, you've and been, you've she been. basically says, "This has been my idea, and you stole my idea from behind my back while I was like, while, while, while I was laid up, and blah blah blah, and you know, and basically, you know, and and like trainer looks at her like." You know, like he, he's just learning this and everything like that, and she, and Melly Griffith basically leaves. So like, you know what? This is my idea, but no one's gonna believe me. Yeah. I get it, and so she goes, yeah. and it's like her dreams have been crushed, and she goes back to the office to basically pack up her stuff. Yeah, she knows that it's time to it's time to get out of yeah. here, and and everyone, and the whole the whole like unattractive character actor secretary pool <laughs> is there, like. This is really, like, this is something you don't see in movies anymore. This is back, like, I want to say sometime in maybe the early mid-90s was probably the the last time you got to see in a non-indie film, like in a major motion picture, a sea of bland and plain-looking people. Yeah. Like this, like this. This secondary pool is full of just, at best, plain, Mm -hmm. but very unattractive, normal people. The kind of people you might actually see in an office. Yes, exactly. You know, like just, and of various ages. Yes. You know, you actually see like women in their 50s and 60s and women in their 40s and women in their 20s and like, yeah. you know, like an actual thing that you don't see anymore. Yeah. Like everyone's pretty now. Yeah, it's really you don't, annoying. Like, you don't get that like no, it's really annoying. realm of real faces. It's true. You know, anymore. And so, but she's leaving and they're all like, they love her and they're yeah. like, oh, you know. And by the way, I don't know how they didn't, like no one noticed that she was pretending to be the boss in the office. Like, well, she only did it that one time. That's true. I guess she was never there. Yeah, which is wild. Yeah. Uh, also, no one noticed that. Hey, uh, she's not here. Yeah. I know. I, I mean, I know she was uh, so and so's personal assistant. Yeah. But, like you think, but she's obviously working. She'd been hustling on that deal yeah, the I entire know, right? time. So, so anyway, but uh, but anyway, um, you know. So um, they they took up a collection and they give her money and they like, give her money and she leaves and, 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 and she goes as she's leaving. She's she's packed up her stuff into a box and she's walking out the door. She oh, gets, uh, there's actually a little bit more because oh. uh, before she goes before she comes back for her stuff, she actually goes home. And like the wedding, she goes to the wedding. Oh right, Joan Cusack's wedding, and it's so so gross. Everyone's yeah. in like turquoise, turquoise tuxedos, yeah. and like the bridesmaid dresses are also kind of this gross turquoise yeah. color. And uh, you know, and she runs and she runs into Mick, and she and they actually have like a like a reconciliation yeah. of sorts, and like they're like nice they're like moment. they're they're friendly to each other because they were it was a wedding, and they're trying yeah. to be nice to each other. And and, 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 and there's this whole thing he was talking about, like he like. There was this whole thing where he was looking for a boat loan, and he got yeah. his boat, his boat loan. And I guess it's to like use the boat for some sort of job. business thing. Yeah, I don't know. But I figure he it out. basically, and you you realize he's now with uh, Doreen or whoever it was that he cheated on her with. Like he's actually now seeing her, and he's like, like he's happy with yeah. her, and 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 he's like, you know, like and he's like, you know, you just need to, you know, get your life together. You yeah. know, like I don't like. You know, like, it, like I think she mentions that like everything kind of fell apart at work, and he's like, you know, like, you know, basically it's like I'm I'm over you. you well, know? and I think also he's like, look, you you have you want to do more than just this, and right. I always just wanted this was enough for me. Yeah, this never is enough yeah, for this you. never enough for you. I get yeah. it, you know, yeah. and like, but like he, he he's very like he's he kind of gives her like a nice like yeah. send off and yeah, way. nice send off, and it's like yeah, he was a dirtbag who cheated on her, but like it's like she wasn't right for him and he wasn't right for her, yeah. and it's like it like. 
they should have just broken up for different reasons, but you know. So then, then she goes to the office and she's cleaning up. She goes up. to the office, yeah. And as she's and cleaning up, that she goes down the elevator, and when she gets to the bottom of the elevator, a man there, bumps into her and, and all knocks, of her, o- knocks all her box stuff. over, and she's like trying to pick it up, and that's when Harrison Ford and Sigourney and and Trask yes. and, and Arbitage, Arm 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 Brister, they all come, they all come in, and she's like, oh, and she's like, oh, what are you stealing more stuff? And she's like. Like, and she get like, she's like, I know you, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, I know no one's going to believe me, but uh, blah, blah. No, this is my stuff. This is I, my it's stuff. It's always my, been my stuff. You don't ever talk to me like you don't know what actually happened there. Because you and I both know that this was my idea and you stole it. And I'm not going to pr- pretend like it's not. So get your bony ass out of my face. Yeah. She actually says like Yeah. And, and, and then, uh, and she's like, well, well, uh, yeah, like, and like, let's just go up to the meeting. Yeah. And she's like, trainer or. Jack. Jack, come on. Yeah. And and he and Harrison Ford looks at her and looks and then the ele- as the elevator door starts to close, he's like, no, and walks over to her and helps her uh, helps her get her and stuff up. And he's like, what, you know, how did you come up with this idea? And she she kind of like explains it, and then he says, all right, I believe you. And as uh, Trask walks over, he's like, well, you know, what's going on here? Like, and he's like, we can take a different elevator, sir. And he, and so it's just the three of them. It's Harrison Ford, and because he's like, you did so much work for this, yeah. and like, and Trask is like, Trask is still on her side yeah. weirdly. Like, he's like, he doesn't quite know what's going what's on, happening, and he's right? very confused by all this. So he, and 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 when he asks, and Tra- he asks her, so you know, like, what gave you this idea? And she talks about like, well, I saw this thing in this, like, I read this magazine. Yeah. And she's going through all the stuff. She that, shows the things that she pulled. Oh, out she of the re- magazine. reads W magazine, yeah. which, by the way, I, I thought W was a '90s thing too. I didn't realize that was an '80s thing at all. But she like pulls something out of Forbes, and she shows him like and, and she has like, a whole file. Like she has a whole like, file of like you know like what showing it together like for this her. like this particular radio thing was doing this and that, and yeah. like she's like talking through, and she's like she gives him basically how she made the connections, how she made all the. Yeah, like, like and basically the reason she's so good in, at, at like the business world is she actually reads about everything going on in the world and she and yeah she reads all these different sources not just business publications right. she reads like just like the news in general and is able to draw these connections about what's going on where you know and and, uh, so and, 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 and she talks about because like and there's this whole thing about like how like there's this oh, what makes him hop out is like she's like this host let, this them know, gonna let them know about the hole in your in your deal yeah, and, and he hops out and he says, "Wait, wait, what? What hole?" Because there's and a then, there's a host who's going to leave, and he's like the big deal. If they don't lock this host in, this like their big buy. It's like you don't want this for a write off, I assume. Yeah. So you know, if you like, like if this guy goes, this network's going to fall apart. It basically becomes a you know just an okay network. It's so yeah, not a big deal. Not a big like. Yeah. So he's like, you know, like so yeah. you need to lock, lock this it. down and this that you know. And they're like, what you know? Yeah. And then um, so you know. And then, so, so they, they go upstairs. The, they get off the elevator. They go upstairs, and he and basically Trask like 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 she's like, "What are you doing?" You know, like what like she's like, "What is she doing here?" Blah blah blah. He's like, "So, Catherine, Catherine, tell me how you got this idea." She's like, well, "You know, I just like I just was thinking about it, and blah." Like she can't give it. Like I don't remember the particular details of like. He's like, "Just the ballpark of," and she couldn't like. She's like basically has like can't come up with any reason why. And so he basically says, uh, you know, like, you know, you have like two minutes to go to your office and you, know, you, your, you, you might want to go to your, your bony, bony ass out, out of, of here. my yeah. site. Yeah. You know, and so, so yay, everything's happy. 
they, it, you know, they've got the deal. Sigourney's been defeated. Is now going to be unemployed. <laughs> you know? And but and so Trask looks at Tess and says, "Do you think that that kind of when you can do that every day? That kind of going to the edge and like really pushing, you know, the envelope yeah. and coming up with ideas?" And she said, "Well, yeah." And he said, I, I, "I'll give you a job, but it's entry level." And she says, "I don't care. It's great." So she's like, "I can work for you." And he's like, "Yeah." So the next scene, she shows up at his office. Oh, is that before or after they're they're having breakfast? That's the morning they're having breakfast. They have, yeah, they, yeah, the, yeah, the breakfast is cute. The breakfast. I just want to put that in because yeah. that's the last you see of the Harrison yeah, Ford. Yeah, sure, Phil Hatch. Like, it, like they're basically like you see Harrison Ford making a breakfast, like putting stuff on toast, and he's like taking bites of his toast. They're, they're not and talking. They're not talking, and they're both getting ready. And she like grabs the the, the toast from him and like and eats some more of that. And, and he gives her a lunchbox that's with like you know like here's your like milk sandwich, money, milk money, your sandwich, your here's your apple for teacher, yeah, and all that. Very you know, like, cute. He sent like basically sends her off to sends her off to school yeah, like he gives adorable. her a, a one of those metal lunch boxes like that you have one yes, of those like the like the old construction worker lunch boxes so but she, she goes into her office and she's like and they and they do the whole thing of like you know your oh your office is at the end of the hall just yeah. go down like at the end of the cubicles over there or whatever so yeah. she goes down this big long end of it's just she sits in the last cubicle you know and she and looks in and she sees the the person in the office is like. On she the phone walks with in, yeah. yeah. And she like, yeah, she sees the person in the office and she's like, you know, like because they say so and so is will show you around. Yeah. Like, you know, and like, I can't remember, can't remember the character's name, but so and so is going to show you around. And so she sits down and puts all her stuff down in the cubicle, and then uh, and then so and so is played by Amy Aquino, and she comes out and says, she's like, I'm sorry, I was on, I just needed to use the phone call, you know, and everything like that, and she's like, you know, and basically she's like. You know, can you like? She's like, "Would you like coffee?" And he's, she's like, "Yeah." It's, she says, "Coffee," and she and and so. Tess says, "I'll yeah, oh, just yes, tell me where." Just tell me where. And she's like, "No, well, I'll, I'll get, I'll, I'll get, get it." it. You yeah, know, you take cream and sugar. You're like, cream and sugar. Thank you. Um, you know, and she's like, "I'm I, look, I'm sorry. I, you know, I yeah." She and and Amy Aquino is like being weird and apologetic. Like, I'm sorry, I had my feet on the desk and everything like that. And, and like, it happens. It happens. She's like, she's like, and then Amy Aquino's just standing there. She's like. You're in my office. Yeah, That's my this chair. This is my desk. This is my desk. You're, you're, you're in there. You're in there. And she points to the office. And so, you know, Tess You begin like, to realize that. that. Like, Tess is like, like, didn't realize. She thought entry level meant like starting as like a secretary when he meant like an entry level executive, executive. position. Yeah. You know, so like Amy Aquino is actually her, her secretary. Assistant. Yeah. And, and basically she ends up saying, and she says something else like, listen, just so you know, from now on, uh, if you're getting me coffee, it's only because, you know, you wanted some and, you know, and you're bringing it back with you or something. Like, basically yeah. it's like, I don't want you to like, like wait on me. I don't yeah. want you like, basically she's trying to be the good boss that she yeah. didn't get. And that's how, and it ends with her basically calling, uh, calling, uh, Joan, Joan Cusack. Cusack. I, I, why do I not remember Joan Cusack? I've called her Joan Cusack this entire movie. I cannot remember her character's I name to save my life. Jules? Is Jules no, it's not Jules. No, you're thinking of uh, St. Elmo's Fire. How would I be? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, how would I be thinking of a movie I've never seen? I'm like, no, I've oh, seen no, St. Elmo's seen Fire. It. Oh, no, <laughs> you've seen, you, you can't I say that anymore. I, I can't say that on television. Um, wait. Um, so anyway. So ba- basically, she's like, yay, I did yeah. it. And then that's. And the big swell of the music happens. Yeah, and we get that awful song again. Yep. And, and the movie ends. That's, movie ends. That's, that's the end. And uh, so I guess now um, I I might ask you this question I haven't asked in months and Go months for and it. months. Was this worth revisiting? It was. I like this movie. It's stupid and it's not, it's, I don't know. It's got this feel of like, I like the cast. I like, I mean, with the exception of Melanie Griffith. Yeah. But like, I, I like the basic idea of the story. I like, you know, um, you yeah, know. And she's, and it, like, she's not a very good actor, but she's likable enough. She's fine. She's, like, yeah. she's fine. I get that. Yeah. But it's, I don't know. I just, I've always liked this movie. And I always, I, I like that. 
I, yes, there are some episodes problems. run longer, I think, than the movie runs. Honestly, it, it has. Um, I mean, she's got. I mean, the movie's got problems. I mean, but what '80s movie doesn't have mm. problems? But doesn't have that many problems. Yeah, I would say like, on, the, on the problematic scale, it's, it's not that. It's not that bad. That so, wedding is a little, a uh, little bit, but yeah. You know, yeah, there's a few like. But it's more crass than than problematic. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the the problematic. I mean, there's a lot of male gaze. There's you know some of that, but I mean, it's not horribly gratuitous, and it's not terribly like. There's yeah. a couple of really terrible lines, but like again, that's yeah. just bad writing. I don't think that's like. Yeah. It's not, yeah. But I think it's, I mean, it's fun. It's, it's you know, it's entertaining. You get through it. You, you're interested. The only thing I find there that's awkward about it is that if you don't understand what mergers and acquisitions is and what what business they're doing, it's a, it's like watching tra- trading places and not understanding the stock market. Well, I mean, except I didn't really understand the stock market and I kind of got it at trading places. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this one, I... I still, I, I mean, I know what mergers are. Yeah. I know what acquisitions are. Yeah. I, I, I understand the broadest strokes yes. of this. But honestly, if you gave me a thousand dollars and said, okay, which company is which, and who yeah. works for whom, yeah, it's a little and confusing. everything like, and like, and did did Melanie Griffith work for more than one company during the entire <laughs> run of this movie? Like, it, like, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. know. All right, I mean, so yes, I, I love this movie. I, I was really surprised you hadn't seen it, so especially given the cast, and I know you're a big Scorning Weaver fan. I actually did not know who in the, who was in this movie other than Melanie Griffith. I you know, no we didn't idea. bring up the fact that Trask was played by Philip Bosco. Philip Bosco, yes. Yeah, who I um, love, who's also in... Um, one of those three, that three guys. Men He's been in a ton of movie. movies that I've seen, but like I couldn't like have play, like I when I was going through his filmography, I'm like I saw that, I yeah, saw that. Yeah. I don't remember him, but yeah, I saw that. He's, he's that in nice, trading. He's in trading places. I know. He's that like nice old guy. Yeah. He's just yeah. He's, yeah, always, he's, he's very yeah, he's pleasant. Very, he's very pleasant and likable. He's very pleasant. especially in this movie. He's very yeah. Likeable. He's very likable. Um, okay, so John, was it worth watching? Yeah, I, I think I dropped hints to it. I, yeah, I guess it was. I it's I was telling you before we did this. I'm like I don't know what I'm going to talk about in this movie because it's. I don't think it's a great movie, but it's a good movie. Yeah. It's like it's it's not like running on empty where I was like, man, that movie was really yeah, good. I didn't yeah, it's a good like, movie. Like I'm, I'm not like man. I actually it's better than I, ex- I expected it to be. Much worse. Like I kind of was thinking, oh, this is some cheese dick '80s movie that Allie loves, and I'm gonna watch it. and I'm gonna be like, Ugh. you know. But like I like it wasn't like it. But it's like it's one of those things where it's like. Everything about it is solid without being good. Good, yes. Really that's, good. that's a good way of putting like, it. Like, it's not really good. Like, it's like I liked it. Yeah. I don't see myself ever, like, maybe if it was on and I just wasn't caring about what I was watching and, like, wasn't paying attention, I'd watch it again. I, I, I don't see a reason to ever see it again. Yeah. But, like, it's it's a solid movie. I, I, it, I was entertained by it, even though it was not uproariously funny. It was not, like, the stakes were... The proper stakes, I guess, for a romantic comedy. Yeah. But it just it, it like but the the comedy was very low key. Yeah. Uh, you know, the like like but the cast was solid. The performances were other than again, the glaring hole in acting was in the main character. Yeah. But there was enough going on and yeah, the and the script, while it had some clunker lines, the the the, the script itself was it was a good solid yeah. story. It worked fine. Like it, like it's not great. Yeah, but fine. But fine, and and, and like I said, like it's a solid part of B. it's part of that. Like yeah, it maybe a B minus. Yeah. Like, you know, like maybe C plus. <laughs> you know, but it's, like, it's on that cusp. But like it's, but that's acceptable. Yeah, it's like I'm not mad that I watched it. Yeah. I wasn't like fuck you, Allie. It's two not, hours of my life is done. Like, it's right. like I'm not angry about it. Yeah. I'm not like why do you like this trash? I'm like oh, right, that was pleasant. And yeah, because it's that it's that kind of movie they don't really make anymore. Right, which exactly. is like it's an entertaining film about people 
that like you know is this was a great Saturday afternoon movie to watch. Yeah, this yeah this like, is a this is a you you're it's Saturday afternoon and it's raining yes. and you don't have anything to do. And so like, we're gonna sit and watch a movie. Like, yeah, like no one's like er, like. No one's home. No one's yeah. around, and yeah. you're like, hey, let's just watch this. You know, like it's like, oh, this is on TNT. Let's yes. just watch this. Yes. Now exactly. you're not going to see the boobs on TNT, but right. you know, like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, worth so, watching. Yeah. And I, yeah, I kind of liked it. I, I'm, I'm kind of stunned. I'm I, glad I did not, you did. Yeah, that's that's rare. So anyway, uh, we are, uh, I guess, back at least Ish. for one more episode. I definitely have another movie I'm planning to show Allie that's on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, like, so I, I know we can get it quickly. This one, by the way. We rent. I oh yeah, this, we should talk I about this. I rented this movie in March, March. from uh, the from the library, and then everything and shut then down. everything shut down. So the library hasn't really taken stuff, and I've not gotten any emails about like when they're going to take them back. So I've got this and a couple of Merle Haggard box sets. <laughs> oh, and I and Claudius. Claudius. Uh, like like it's been at our house for this entire. It's been this a entire quarantine. Five months. Yeah, I know. Like, it's I really weird. Like, I don't know what to do with it. Like, I, I mean, like, I know sooner or later the library's gonna take stuff back, I mean, but right like right now, now, I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. It's so, so weird. I guess right now we have a working girl. We don't <laughs> really. Time, yeah, we don't really know. know. No, but for real. Uh, but yeah, like I. So we, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to get back sooner. Um, I will say the movie I want us to watch is a little longer, so I hope we can manage to get it in without the kids waking up. The yeah. kids didn't wake up for this, which is impressive. Mm, let's see. Um, not quite so done anyway, yet. No. Uh-huh. Oh, I know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to see how I can. We can end with them crying. <laughs> no. Anyway, so we exist. Um, we still have a website. We that do. website is matchmadeinspace.com. I assume you've paid it off. Oh no, we pay it off at the beginning. Of yeah. The, it's yeah. We still got it. Um, we have a Gmail account that no one ever sends anything to, but maybe one day if you send us an email, we'll read it on the air or something. Um, matchmadeinspace at gmail.com. Um, we have a social media presence. Uh, Allie's all over. We have a Facebook page. We do. Uh, I don't do anything with that. That's an Allie thing. It, uh, well, you post the. Oh yeah, I post the episodes, yeah. but like it, I've never, I've never done anything with Facebook if I could avoid it, yeah. other than like figure out which of my friends are vaguely racist now. Yeah, for um, real. But. Um, but yeah, we but we like we have a Twitter presence. That Twitter presence that is occasionally updated uh, is at mmis podcast. Okay. And Allie and I each have individual Twitter presences. We do. Mine far more present, I think, than Allie on Twitter. Sure. Um, Allie's is a l i underscore Goodman. Yeah. And I, mine is at Hitler Puncher. Which is so like good right now. Yeah. Always good to punch it's a, a good, it's a good, It's a good name right now. Yeah. Hey, you know, Bill Corbett of MST3K once uh, told me it was the best Twitter name he'd ever seen. Ooh, very nice. <laughs> that is very good. Anyway, so, yeah. Um, name dropper to the stars. Uh, that would be <laughs> Olympia Dukakis and Bill Corbett, my I buddies. I don't know if we actually said this out loud on the, the cast, if we did, sorry. but The I think cast? Yeah, on the cast. <laughs> what, what are you doing, hipster? So, um, but this was episode 53. 53? I know, right? Like, yeah, 53rd and 3rd. That's my favorite Ramon song about hustling for heroin. <laughs> so, um, we have, we, you know, I, would, I will put it to you this way. My goal is that we can actually keep this podcast and the Hard Grey's Night podcast going. So, um, look for another episode on Hard Grey's Night coming back up because we did that lovely thing that we do where we watched an episode and then never recorded the episode. Oh my God. So, we have all these notes on the episode and we're like, oh, I don't want to watch it again. Oh, I'm not watching it again. We're just going to have to fly by the seat We're going to fly by the notes, the notes of our pants. So, um, just use the great Abbey wiki. Yeah, probably is what we'll do. Oh. So, anyway. Okay, so, is 53 a prime number? 
probably is. Probably is. Yeah. Because, yeah. uh, you know, that, that, that means we, 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 when's our next prime? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. Probably 61. <sighs> All right. It's no. been it's been a lovely, and it's been a while, it's and been we a long love time you. Since we miss we you guys. I miss, I miss our I miss our peeps. So all right. <laughs> I think any of our peeps are people that I probably talk to on Twitter on a regular basis. I don't so know I, that I, I have. So anyhow, thank you for joining us again, and uh, this has been a match made in space, and we are signing off. Adios. Thank you.